Kids getting home and it's like, yes, I'm in charge of the kids tonight. So, okay, yeah, uh, that voice you hear, everybody, that is uh, Carl Ellsworth, uh, writer extraordinaire. Um, I, 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 again, I, we just went over this, but I'm allowed to mention the titles you've written, right? I don't yes. want you know. Put, okay, thank you. You can even I, mention I, each one twice if you want. Oh, there you go. <laughs> emphasis well, available uh, now at all good stockists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll do. I'll do a few off the top of my head. Um, uh, the remake of Red Dawn. You wrote that. Uh, Disturbia. Red Eye. Uh, Unhinged. Uh, Steve. Uh, Last House on the Left. You just watched. Yes, indeed. There yep. you go. Mm-hmm. See, it's so yeah. funny because I wasn't even sure if I was allowed to put that in the show notes for people to check out because I don't want to get you in trouble, Carl. No, no, no. It's uh, I'll let you know. No, that's all good. It's um, <laughs> I'll even say no. And also I, for the Star Wars fans out there, I don't know if it's I, for some reason, I don't know if it shows up on IMDb, but I did a couple of episodes of Star Wars, the Clone Wars animated series. Back oh, in really? the day. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to yeah, take no, I didn't that, know that either. That's right. And for some reason, that and for some reason, the Wikipedia page up until a few months ago said I was something like 72 years old or something. I'm not quite there yet, but (laughs) you're looking good for that. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, but guys, I'm a home theater fanatic. So uh, thank you for having me. I've, I've geeked out and love discovering you guys. Yes, it's been a long time coming, Carl. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm sorry today's late. I'm sorry. I mean, but the good news is my lateness today is actually home theater related. Um, I was in talking with the building inspector in my town and he's giving me tips on stuff. And I told him I'm putting in a theater and I need, I wanted to go wider. And he starts telling me all these other things I can do. And I was like, Oh God, here we go. So like, an hour late. I kept telling him, uh, am I keeping you? And he goes, nope, this is fun. I was like, seriously? All right. You want to come on my show? But yeah, so my theater is changing and everything. The building is, it was awesome. So can I ask a question about your theater? Sure. I just have, because I don't understand. So all I've seen so far is you sitting on a bench in a forest. <laughs> yeah. Now, are, forest, you, so are you building a, a land. just a, a piece of land no. where you're building a house or a just yeah a I'm building theater? a no I'm building a house <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not yeah exactly the new Brightside Complex which is kind of what it is or just the Brightside Forest Theater you know I don't no know. no yeah. no where that bench was where I was sitting is the approximation of where my seat will be when the house is done um, but in in New England here we can have basements so I know that's where that's going to be uh and I'm building a a big long sprawling ranch half is for me half nice. is well two thirds is for me a third is for my parents garage <laughs> in the middle but our side is nice and the basement's a good size so I've got all these ideas that literally all just went out the window this afternoon because <laughs> now I have all new ideas. Still the same theater, but how it's positioned in the house and stuff could change. I don't know. And but I don't, not enough about me. That's what the well, podcast no, no, I want about. to ask. Oh, we're here for you. No, I want to interview Jeez. you. Roy. So it's like, what part of the country are you doing this in though? Uh, I'm in New England. I'm in uh, Douglas, Massachusetts, okay. which is south of Worcester. 
Got it. And where and where is your new ranch uh, Skywalker theater going to be? Yeah, okay. Skywalker yeah. Two. Yeah, uh, down the street. Down I'm the literally street. Okay. two miles away. Yeah, from cool. where I'm currently living, which is great because my son's taking this place. I'm moving there with obviously my wife, um, and we can't wait. Oh, you're taking your wife with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tried to honor off on my son, but he didn't need anybody. Actually, it's like he does need the maid and somebody to clean up after him. But we're actually, for entertainment purposes, we're looking forward to watching how that all happens once we leave. (laughs) Because, you know, when you have kids and they, ah, I'm on my own now. Yeah, you're doing well. (laughs) Hey, two miles away is not that far to drop off laundry. No, 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 that's true. Very true. Or say, come over and do this. So, but yeah, Carl, awesome. Awesome to have you here. Um, you're a home theater fan. Um, how did you find us and why'd you stick around? Uh, I think, well, I'll take the first question. Yeah. Still, I'm very much wondering about the answer to the second one now. No, I've, uh, um, I think you guys basically, I have, you know, um, I have been watching uh, or uh, checking out uh, a website forever. Uh, it's called the, the Digital Bits, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, and and I think then you know the the domino effect happens where I started following him and then seeing uh, his likes and people responding, and I think that's just kind of and I just started you know discovering this whole community of home theater uh lovers and fans and fanatics and i um and, and the more i you know kind of delved into it and and seeing steve kind of every once in a while like tweet out his pictures of you know now showing in cinema george or something it's like my god this is this is kind of like my my alter ego or something this is i mean <laughs> this guy is me and yeah. you got you guys are me it's like I, it's and and um and so, yeah, that's how it's, and I've stuck around. I just, it's, um, cause also it, it, it uh, you know, the world, the world is a crazy place. And so when I find like-minded, um, folks out in the world and who are just mm. really into something too, and it's like, you guys are, I, I love passion and, and, and fandom of, of all shapes and sizes and forms. And so, and especially though, when I'm like, Oh, you know, so that's what really it's like, yes, because it's, it's all good. It's all positive. This is, this is stuff that matters too. You know, it's like, yeah. um, it's like enough of the, you know, yes, I get my share of the awfulness and headlines of the day. And I'm like, okay, let me go see what the bright side home theater guys are doing now, please. Like I need some, <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. what I thought was, was, was cool about that is that, that Carl, when you and I first communicated over Twitter, X, whatever we're calling it this week, um, was was I had put out, I think, a review of Red Eye on 4K. And now what's lots of people say bad things about Twitter and X, and I get why. Um, yeah. it, how cool is it that I can put out a review of a film that I've just watched in Cinema George, second plug, um, <laughs> and, then, and then I get the screenwriter who goes, right. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, that it, just blew my mind and made my year. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's, 
that's the I that's what I love. That that is a great positive thing about Twitter and about mm-hmm. the internet and about uh, um and and also though but but when you say you 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 promoting cinema, George, does that mean we can all just show up to your place and it's like always that, the or, door is always open for you guys. Okay, 100%. yeah, that's what I, I was thinking the same thing, Carl. When he said another plug, like yeah. like there's a line out the door and yeah. it's like people know where it is. It's like what do you you're, you're plug like I have a fantastic bathroom on the second floor plug number one of the show like who's using it what's you know, the plug can i and don't plug your bathroom that's a bad idea because there's water everywhere this what this morning you? uh my my wife and i were she was saying hey um you know my mom just called and can you she really wants to show my dad the elvis uh movie the the um you know the latest yeah, yeah, bos lerman yep, yep. Yep. And, and, but they, but she's like, she loved it so much that she doesn't want to show it to him on their living room TV. And uh, can they come over? And I, and, and to, it's like, yeah. So it's like this I can do. I, can I arrange a private screening in Cinema Carl for, but now it's like, now I, I'll just, I, you know what? I'm going to plug two. I'm going to get him tickets to Cinema George actually and, and Cinema over there. No, but it's, uh, it's, that's, it's great. It's like, so I was really kind of happy. Like, oh, Okay, this is something that, that I can do for that I'll, I can earn points with the in-laws is to schedule a private screening in my screening room and on you know Wednesday and to watch Elvis, you know. So yeah, and it's that's that's one of the things I'm looking forward to in my new house with my dad there and be able to like he's telling me about he's he just watched the first two Equalizers again so that he can go see the third one and he's not really a movie goer. The last time we went to the movies together was for. Um, uh, what was the Clint Eastwood, um, the uh, El Camino or something like that? Is it Green, Green Gran Torino? Gran Torino. Gran yeah. Torino. There you go. That was the last time him and I went to the movies together. Wow. And it's like, you know, so for him, and he, but he loves movies like The Last Boy Scout. He loves action movies. He loves sarcasm. So he it like loves Denzel Washington because of that, that personality and stuff. And I'm like, dad, wait till you, like he, you know, he doesn't really check out my stuff. He's like, I show him the room. Oh yeah, that's neat. But if he's living there, it'll be like, just come down the stairs, come over to my side. You can watch it and we'll sit there and watch all these movies together. Appropriate. Like you said, like a private screening appropriately. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but for you, Kyle, right. what, let's tell everybody what you have for a theater. What does Carl Elsner like, Well, have? I'm running. I, yeah, Steve and I, we talked about this. Like, what do you, what am I running? I'm running, um, a, and I'm on projector, an Epson 5050 UB, mm-hmm. E maybe? I don't know. One of those UB models. Um, so it's Ultra one of the, black. the, uh, yeah, the 4K Pro, uh, it is 3D capable, um, nice. on about a 106 inch screen or so. Um, nice. And, uh, yeah, and I love it. It was, um, as I was telling Steve, it was a, um, the theater room. Uh, was already a part of, of the house, uh, that we moved here. I'm actually just outside Louisville, Kentucky is where my base of operations is. And, um, I lived in Los Angeles for 17 years, but really having, uh, at, at the time, uh, you know, a designated home theater was my dream. Uh, you know, is, is on the list and, and, but, but kind of. Un, not feasible then in LA and, and certainly not yeah. nowadays. So, um, but, and, and yeah, so when, you know, when we moved back here, we, you know, thumbing through the internet and came across where we currently live and it was like, you know, yes, we went to take a tour and again, it needed, uh, the room needed work. It was, um, but, uh, you know, hired a, a local person to come out, built the riser. I've got set, seats, uh, seven seater. 
uh, nice. theater. So and, what do you got? Four and three? Four uh, and three rows? I've got four, like three. Yep. yep. And, yeah. uh, it's some, maybe, I don't know. I'll, I'll put a picture up one of these days. I, I kind of rough, I tried to show Steve the picture of yeah, the yeah. theater. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, and, and also at the time, I, I, I had about a year earlier, I felt, I still am, I, you know what? This is about 10 years ago. I, um, I bought the def- uh, definitive tower speakers at Best Buy. I went into their Magnolia, the uh, part of the, mm-hmm. of the store, and you know, with, telling my wife these are the last speakers I'm ever going to buy, but I want to buy some good ones. Um, and then, uh, and then match those when I moved into the house here for the room and had had uh, the a home theater guy uh, hook me up with seven point one finally. So, um, and and what's also what's really what I love about my tower speakers is both of them have subwoofers built in. Okay. To, to to the bottom. Uh, to the, the so essentially, I have to set my my receiver. I'm running a, a Pioneer Elite. Um, it's a few years old, a VLX three hundred three or something. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, but you have to set it where you have to tell it. I, I actually have to tell it I don't have subwoofers. So it'll send the low the end LFE to the yes. to your towers. Yep, to the towers. Okay. And, uh, and I just have been thrilled with the brand and, and, uh, and then, uh, a few years ago when I got, uh, you know, when I finally got uh, a script going again, um, uh, unhinged, I'm like, oh, okay, time for some upgrades. So, um, actually I did, I upgraded to my current, the 4K Pro, uh, projector then. I also, uh, took it upon myself to, to install two additional, uh, definitive, they're, I, I guess they're called definitive bookshelf speakers, which mm-hmm. I'm running for all of the surrounds. Um, but my ceiling is another story where there is a, <clears throat> it, I guess a duct or a beam that runs through because my theater is on a lower level. We're on a fall away mm-hmm. lot. And, uh, and so in the middle of the theater, it's kind of like there's this, you know, it's covered with drywall, but it's, there's pockets of, you know, a taller ceiling there where you can't yep. really mount anything. And so any, any Atmos speakers there. And so, but, but then I started to kind of study up, like, like you guys just like, you know, doing Googling around like Atmos setups and what's acceptable and what you can do. And, and then the more I talked to like Geek Squad guys at Best Buy and all that, they're like, no, no, you don't have to do that. You can mount them here or try this configuration. Mm-hmm. And so essentially, um, in, in my 7.1, original setup, you know, where you're the seating, where the, where the, the, uh, the surrounds are about, you know, kind of here and on the walls. And then the, the sevens were, you know, six and seven speakers are back here. And then I kind of mounted my Atmos in between those speakers and a little bit more elevated. And I was like, oh, and for, for additional atmosy stuff that maybe it might work. I, you know, I, I brought, I bought uh, some, some hinge mounts or something kind of position them where they're, Mm -hmm. They're more aimed down at that front row, you know. Okay. And so for yeah, and I, you know, it, it does. It serves its purpose. I, I've have loved it, and I really didn't think mm. uh, going from seven point one to now a seven point one point two would make much of a difference. Like, what is this Atmos thing all about? Well, no, there's. It's fantastic. It's it. I'm. I I love every time a, a big studio decides. Like for the upcoming Exorcist, I can't wait to hear what they've done in the remix of that uh, Atmos. It's mm. like, you know, some people have issues with you know it, it, with if that's revisionist or not. As long as they include, I, I don't know if that has the original audio on the upcoming disc or not. But um, yeah, it, I I wish I could have yeah. told you, but unfortunately, when I went to buy it today, when it came out over here, um, this store I went to, well, two stores in fact, had sold out. 
So I'm mm. having to wait till later this week to find out myself. Yeah, um, my uh, we, I, I pre-ordered on Amazon. It says it's showing up Wednesday, so I don't know, but we'll see. But, mm. but we we talked, DJ and I have talked about that before about the the people that go, well, it's revisionist because it's not in, you know, it's it it's now in Atmos. It's not in the, the original Mono, for instance. Right, and yet you're watching it in 4K. Right. So right. you're already revising it before you even listen right. to they it. They want that. Mm. People want the the upgraded picture because the you know if you have it shot in film, the resolution's there because there's no resolution to film. So they're okay with that. But just because they didn't have surround sound, you're not allowed to upgrade that. And it's like you know, like you have to listen to this on a. What, do I have to go back and get a crappy speaker from that time period too? <laughs> like, right. You know, and, and it's everything upgrades, you know, and it's, if you want to listen to it and watch it in mono, knock yourself out, but I want the upgraded track. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to think, and I believe, uh, and gosh, it's so sad that we lost William Friedkin a few weeks back, but, um, and I actually, you know, he was was a, a home theater fanatic himself, and even got himself into trouble a little bit with the uh, when he um, on the color grading, I think, of the French Connection on on their Blu-ray of a few years back. But that said, it's like, well, he's the director of the movie, yeah. and if he wants to mess around with the knobs and make it and give it this other look or something, it's I, you know, well, I never have a problem with the artist. Whatever the hell they want to do at whatever point, like people get mad that George Lucas ruined Star Wars, but like, uh, buddy, it's not yours. You right. know, you, right. you take the artist, whatever an artist does, whether it's a painting, a song, you know, a script, a book, a picture, the entire movie, whatever they do, it's, they put it out for you to interpret. Okay. And then what your interpretation is your own that you can keep. But they have the right to change. They have the right to put out another version. If you want to go back and watch the older version, track it down because that spoke to you so well, knock yourself out. But don't be mad at the guy because or woman or whoever for changing because they're like, I wasn't in like in Lucas's case. I couldn't do what I wanted to do. Right. That's why we got episode four before he knew what the Clone Wars were. So he's like, I can't start here. This is going to be too epic. So I got to start here where the story is, you know, and it's like, don't get mad. You know, it's, I don't know. It's people uh, think they own it because it spoke to them so much. I like to think, and and I do believe that. And and look, every time I watch, uh, I love watching the, the special features of the, of especially when they cover the restoration of a movie. Um, and there's so much love and care that goes into it and, and the people doing it, uh, care so deeply about, about what they're doing that, and, and that I have to believe that even, uh, like, like an Alfred Hitchcock would love to see Psycho in, in DTSX or whatever it is. Oh. I think he it's, would be blown away and it'd be like, yeah, yes, this is what I yeah. wanted. I wish I could have done this, you know? Yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, when I saw that Psycho and DTSX, I was like, I, I, that's, that's one of my top movies of restorations because right. they did oh, it so well. And it look, I mean, the picture looks fantastic. The gradation. So good. HDR and black and white is one of my favorite things because 
that's your foundation of yeah. your picture is the black and white version. Then they you just lay color over it, and that's how you get your vibrancy and colors. But what they did with the audio in that, it's, I mean, it wasn't ostentatious, I guess, is that the word? I'm talking to a writer. I don't want to use the right, wrong words right. here. No, it's, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, you don't want to, it wasn't like too much. It was just, it was like perfect. And right. it's like, and it accentuated the things that you wanted and everything. It was just, that, that was amazing. And it's like, I agree. It's, let me, let me ask, um, see, I'm going on tangent, not even a tangent, no, but I'm a- dying to ask you this question. When you're writing something as a home theater nerd, right? So you're writing like, like, well, Disturbia is, I think that's not Disturbia. I'm sorry. Unhinged is your only one that's in Atmos, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now is when you're writing that and it can happen in other movies because the five one mixes are great too, but are you imagining like some of the home theater stuff at the same time or do you, or do you get surprised later or do you even have an input on that stuff? You know what uh, I mean? Great questions. They uh, actually uh, last question for I didn't have any input on the choice of sound mix. Actually, unhinged. I was only there for a couple of weeks in pre-production, and okay. then under some certain circumstances, they were they it shot in New Orleans, and uh, uh, they they shot the movie. I was not there. Um, however, it, during uh, the post-production phase, uh, one of the executives called, and I made it a point just because I was it was a total geek question. I said, "Are you mixing in Atmos?" He's like, "Yes, we're mixing in Atmos." Oh. Like, Thank good, great, you know. Um, and so, so, so if I, boy, do I think about it? I mean, maybe subconsciously I do because again, I theatrical presentations, theatrical mixes, and sound. I just it, it's such. Uh, equally as important to me as the visuals, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, one of the, you know, speaking about kind of back to fathers and movie going experiences, but also an incredible sounding movie, especially for its day was, um, a life changing experience for me was seeing Die Hard, the original Die Hard with my dad. Mm -hmm. And I tell you though, even to go back and watch that movie, even today, it is a, such a unique, a unique sounding movie. I had never heard like the, the gunfires have the punch that they, they just mm. added to it. The punches where he's punching that guy against the oil bear or whatever those barrels are. Yeah. Because the sound in that, and, and again, it was, I just happened to be in a theater that had decent sound back then. That was 1988. But, um, but what it does is, 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 the audience, I say, I say, I tell people I'd never ha- have seen a movie that affected an audience like that movie did. And mm. by and large, it was mm. due to everything, but the sound ha- absolutely had the impact and got people going crazy, yelling yep. at the screen, rooting this guy on. They couldn't believe, we all couldn't believe what we were seeing. Mm. And because we, the, the theater, the sound was rocking that time too. And yeah. I couldn't wait. I actually, I saved up my $63 to buy the VHS tape when it came out yep. at a local video store that sold it to me at cost. They felt sorry for me and they didn't sell it to me for eighty nine ninety eight <laughs> or whatever it used to be. But anyway, yeah. um, so, um, but yeah, I love, um, yeah, I've been so excited when I've uh, gotten my movies and, and uh, that have been made to um I think I was able to sit in the sound mix for a little bit of Disturbia. And okay. it was just awesome. Because also you notice I'm a big fan of Thunder and Lightning Storms. Anytime I can sneak one of those in. And you know what? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it's because I want to hear it. 
I, there is nothing really? beats a good thunder and lightning storm in a freaking theater, you know? Oh, it's yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> so, well, you know what's so funny is like watching your movies, they're, I don't want to say they're of the darker side, but you, do, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. but you do write about like a, almost like a horror type type genre, which is, I mean, yeah. you and Steve, I know you both married, but maybe together. Well, I know I, I was know. already grilling him on just stuff that he sees in real life. And because I was saying, you know, yeah, right. I, I know I've been, that too. <laughs> it, it is not a, I, the first time I've been uh, quote unquote accused of that, especially when I've been up for, for, um, uh, when I was up for a job that, uh, that I wrote a script for the third Gremlins movie that it never saw the light of day, unfortunately. But when I was first up for the job, people said, you know, we weren't really going to, you know, Carl, you're on our list, but you're really, you're, you're kind of serious and dark and right. you know, kind of self serious to a degree. And, and, and in talking, actually, I was talking to my, uh, a friend of mine who was the executive on Disturbia the other day. And I was telling him about, we were kind of talking about that. And I said, you know, you guys though had to kind of bring me, bring the light out of me a little bit, bring right. the fun out of me because I, yeah, for some reason, I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a serious guy most of the time in a way, but it's like, well, <laughs> I don't know, but, but what's yeah, funny, that's, yeah. It, that's, yeah. Is I, that an, is that an emotional out though? Do you think you can get that out through a script that perhaps in normal life day to day, cause you're not like that as we talk I, to you they, and, and you know, you're, I think you're, I do, you're, yes. you're anything but that because <laughs> you know, a guy, there's a name that's popping into my head though. And in a, in a word, the word is intense intensity in movies mm-hmm. and a, a name that's popping into my head is Christopher Nolan. Yeah, I, I call him a very like like oh like no like when I say to people like look no Christopher Nolan is way more intense than my stuff. He's an intense guy. Mm-hmm. Like his stuff mm-hmm. in, in a dark uh, story time and in that and his uh, I talk about the sound mixes in his movies and so yeah I I I like I guess I I more default to. Look, I like the diehard intensity of things. I like edge mm-hmm. of your seat, scary as hell, uh, stuff to be, because that's where I, I guess I get the most thrills and eventually fun out of the what first and foremost, the theatrical, the theater going mm-hmm. experience. Um, and, uh, and again, back to kind of the, you know, diehard as look, boy, what a great mixture of fun and, thrillery seriousness Mm -hmm. that that has a fantastic balance to it and and uh whatever was working in that though if you kind of look at almost everything i've done i think or maybe it's kind of diehard (laughs) in a way they're kind of all diehard (laughs) movies and um Uh, uh, it is kind of yeah you know what's uh, funny i i i I, see i'm thinking a couple i'm thinking red eye and thinking more unhinged they're they're more jaws than than diehard you've got this yes this Yes. Monster. Well, yes. Is, unhinged yes. is dual. Straight yes. through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's literally like one of the, I, I, I happened to watch dual this week because I got it. Kaleidoscape is in 4K with Atmos. Did, when is it really? Disc, I, yeah. Okay. When it, the disc okay. is due in November. Let me write this down. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'll <laughs> let you know. <laughs> it's <laughs> definitely worth picking up. Love it's, it. Yeah. It's really good. It's um, the the picture is is more vibrant. It's I mean it. it I had a quote bootleg copy of this in the eighties. My buddy gave me on VHS. He's like, and I'd never heard of it. And he's like, this is a Steven Spielberg. I was like, oh my god. And yeah. it is. It's very tense and stuff. But the audio in it, oh, it's 
It's a modern. I'm excited awesome. because you know Unhinged is absolutely dual with on purpose. Uh, it was in when I love it when people say you know it's it, tell me Unhinged. Oh, it's 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 dual meets falling down. That was actually my a pitch. I, That's what I was. I pitched it like that, and I and the funny thing was. Yeah, I, I, I pitched that that script for well over a year when I would have miscellaneous general meetings, and everybody would say, "Oh, that sounds really good, but you got to write it." And uh, they, you know, nobody. Yeah, like I tell people, I've never sold a pitch for some reason. I you know, but I first of all, I don't like doing it. But it, but yeah, that's totally on purpose, and it was a challenge. Uh, I, I, I wanted to challenge myself to see if I could do dual. With the with the challenge of these things with cell phones in the age of cell phones, mm-hmm. mm, yeah, yes. and cool, isn't it? Yeah, it, it was not it really. Was like, he did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah. What was that, Steve? I didn't hear your your first. Well, comment. just yeah, I was going to say because the reason I say that they're like jaws, yes, is that that you've got this this thing that is just going right through the story. This this I hesitate to use the word monster because that's probably no. reductive, but I think but, that's but, a perfectly so, appropriate. A force of nature. Yes. Yeah. So you've got mm. Killian Murphy in Red Eye who is just just this thing that is going through it and he's and he's going, you know, not not A to C to D, just A, B, C straight line. Yeah. And and the difference with Unhinged with Jewel is Jewel it's that you never really see who's in the truck. So that the truck right. becomes its own thing. Whereas right. whereas with Unhinged you've got you know, the, the Russell Crowe, you've got that. The, the right. Forgive me, Connor. I can't remember the guy's name. That, Sorry. Uh, who? What was he? <laughs> the, the Russell Crowe's character's name. Yeah. Forgive me. It's I like, can't oh, man. It's well, right? I called him the – he is called the man through the whole yeah. script, if you read. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. He is given a name, though, isn't he? One he is, of, he one says, of I, my name's Tom Cooper or something, which some people call him that. I never – but I always refer to him as as the man. And actually, man. Uh, up until one of my reps read the script, up until a certain point, it was – I would call him our guy. <laughs> And then Our my, my, yeah. my agent said, you know what, what if you, no, I don't like that you're doing that. And I, and then I said, or either he or suggested it, like, call him the man. Like, yes, that's good. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like the shape in Halloween. But, but that was also man, another kind of, I, I give myself kind of certain parameters or marching orders for if, and, and one of them was, uh, it's, it's absolutely dual, but I want to put a face with the villain. Mm. Like, can mm. we do that? Can, can, and, and have it still be scary and effective and, I think my the answer is yes. Russell Crowe, I never dreamed of him like a, a guy like him ever to respond to it because I, I I really initially wrote it to be more of uh, more of the female heroine movie, you know, fighting the monster. Um, but obviously, once he came on, it was just uh, incredible. It's, it's just unreal. I think that's a great. It was one of the things that might have attracted him was it's a break from everything. He has he ever been that villainous? No. He and 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 he said he has said uh, that that uh, I, I tell a story. I loved meeting him. Uh, I met him briefly in New Orleans. Uh, the first thing he said, I just went up, shook his hand, and he's like, uh, could, "I don't know the language barrier on the show or not, but he's like, Knock he's like, uh, Carl." I said, uh, yeah. "I said, Carl, you're a sick fuck." I'm like, yeah. "That is the greatest compliment I've ever received." But um, there you go. Uh, but and now where was? Let's see. Yeah. Uh, I lost my track. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Takes you off the track yeah, right um, there. But yeah, it's so getting to the do like when you see oh, that, I think isn't the opening, not the opening scene, but there is a scene early on in the movie where they come down the side of the man's truck. And it's like, you can hear that, the rumble of that truck, the, the growl. Of yes. It. Love and it. And I yeah. was, I swear to God, I was like, 
This is when I, the first time I saw it, I was like, I didn't see it in theaters because that was one of the, I was pieces unhinged. Too. It was the it was mm. one of the first to come back at okay. that time, but I didn't even know what it was. And you're very I think the first movie I went to see was Tenant, if I remember right. But anyways, but getting to Unhinged, it's like you come down the side of the truck, and I'm like that growl and a truck reminded me of Duel at the time. And then when the camera wraps around the front of the truck, and you yes. see the 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 push bar. I was yeah. like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the truck. <laughs> it, it, it was it, awesome. It's, it's so cool. And, and again, no, it, don't get me wrong. It's like every time I kind of, which is every night, I, you know what I admit, I queue it up and I look at that iTunes page, I have Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos, and it's just, yeah. uh, it's great. No, I, they did a great job. I wish that I had been able to, it's one of, I don't know, not a regret, but writers, we, you know, we kind of do our thing. We get the script out there. I, I've been on, um, I, I was on the red eye set a lot, um, and the Disturbia sets, but the, you know, each is its own thing. And with Unhinged, it just didn't work out that way. And I just, I, I wish that I was, had been able to sit in on the sound mix and just how they do it. Cause I just, it, it is, it's just an art, uh, another art mm-hmm. form that I, it, uh, I'd love to be able to just be a fly on the wall, uh, more than I have been able to yet. So. So, but, for and, uh, so- Carl, just for the, just for, just for the record, Carl, I forgive you for what you did to the lawyer. You know, I'm just, you know, you know what? Oh. <laughs> hey, it was actually in the original draft. It was originally a woman, like her friend. <laughs> it was like, oh, no. and, oh. oh, yeah, it was brutal. It was even it's like and, and Russell Crowe's like, I can't I can't. You know, and I totally agree. It was it was oh, over yeah. the top a little bit. But at the sometimes I, to, to get people to get readers attention, you know, uh, yeah. and execs attention when they're reading the script, you got to. Surprise, surprise slash shock them. Right. Um, oh. Anyway, but, whoever yeah, that, I, I mean, forget that, the actor's name. Uh, Jimmy I, Simpson. And Jimmy, I love him. I know him great. from Psych, and he's friends with James Roday of Psych. They're really good friends, and he came on and played Mary Lightly. I think his name was on Psych. He was a return recurring character. And he's, I just, I remember hearing about their behind the scenes stuff and how, what a great guy he is and everything. So every time he pops up, I'm like, he's great. I love him. And then when I saw him and I was like, oh no, this isn't going to go well. And I love him. <laughs> oh, it, it's great because it was just, I, I remember hearing them talking about the casting or the potential to cast a, a, a known actor in that role, even though it was just one scene. Mm. But it was, you know, it, it's this kind of as sort of an exercise for an actor to and, and also yeah. to be there with, you know, to do a scene with Russell Crowe. And I it's, so it's great that he responded uh, that Jimmy responded and and did yeah. it. he's so good at it and um, just just walks that balance of kind of like, OK, this guy is like he's he's a little off here and I'm sensing something. And and so I yeah I couldn't be happy. And again, that's uh, that scene was redone a little bit. But actually also uh, Russell Crowe, it was. Uh, in the original script, which one of the executives, like we really wanted to keep in until the last moment was I had the Russell Crowe character actually getting out of the booth and coming around to the other side mm-hmm. and like snapping when well, the original draft, it was snapping the woman's neck, just like doing one of those. Right. But as it evolved, you know, Russell's like, no, I, I'm going to sit there. And, and I remember we were sitting at a table and he picked up the, the coffee mug and he's like, I mm-hmm. want to do this and I want to slam it down, you know, and that was fascinating just to hear the enthusiasm for that, but also the, uh, like the prop people like, okay, how are we going to do that? You can't imagine like how much thought and it has to go into the smashing of a mug over a nose. 
right. to, for safety reasons and, and everything else. And well, that's the big one. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> yeah. sometimes I think, wait a minute, I, everything you can possibly imagine is in the movies. Like, don't y'all just know how to do this? Like, you know, yeah, exactly. It's like, don't y'all? I, yeah. I think Jimmy simple? appreciated all the thought. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. Um, no, but get, getting back to the beginning of the movie, yeah, and uh, of unhinged. We'll stick with that for right now. Yeah. Um, also, the movie starts. starts in a storm. It starts with the a lightning, storm. with thunder yeah. and lightning. Well, that's yes. where yeah. I was going yeah. to go, and it's like so. I, when I was in college, I took a bunch of writing courses because I loved to. I, like, I just I was in art. I went to school for art, um, fine arts, but then I took writing courses as well. And one of the things they said, it's like when you're taking creative writing, especially the first one, they're like. Why is it raining outside? And it was, and I, I, it's because this scene here that you're playing into is going to be a darker type scene. And then your scenes are dark and lightning and thunder. So you're like really dark. And that, that actually meant a lot to me just learning that as an 18 year old, because my dad told me everything has a reason. That's how he taught me. And it's like, and in that creative writing class, it was like the names that you pick for people, the colors mm. of the sweaters they're wearing or whatever. It's, there's a meaning to it. It could be your mom's favorite color or something. You know what I mean? But everything has a meaning. So I learned that. But getting to the home theater side, the first time you watched Unhinged and those windshield wipers in a thunderstorm are carrying more bass than the thunderstorm raising the ominous tension of the scene. Yep. Yep. Had you ever thought of that? No. Or were you like, you know what I mean? And were you like, oh my God, no. this is awesome. I, the the atmosphere of that opening scene, uh, Derek, the director, and everyone involved. Actually, the the rain uh, was not, um, that wasn't in the script, actually. I didn't have it raining, believe it or not. It was, they added, they, they wanted that. They're the director. Right. I, I wasn't there when the decisions were made, but also visually what I love, uh, and again through the, uh, through the HDR especially, actually the rain and the rain drops on the windows are kind of a character through the whole film. You see the raindrops mm-hmm. everywhere or in kind of the, the wet streets after you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, for in the day following that early morning scene there, but no, the, the yes, guy, I, I just was, it, I can't express enough how I, how I, nerd out and nerded out at that scene, especially yeah. I saw it in, um, I was also able to see it here, um, in a Cinemark XD theater with my parents. And mm-hmm. it was just, it's just all, it was cause really it's like, uh, again, the entire presentation of a movie, uh, in, 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 in the best way possible with the best sounding stuff. It's like, I, it's my favorite. It's, it's, it's the best thing in the world to me. And, and so to be able to, to, to say, hey, I, I worked on that movie. I wrote that movie and that, that lends itself to a, to such an effective, you know, soundtrack like that. Or yeah. it's like, and, and that the artists that are the sound designers and the cinematographers and everything, it's just, uh, uh, that, I, that's what I love about it and have been so fortunate to have been able to do it. And, uh, again, it was close on unhinged because when that, uh, that script came out, it was, uh, down to the wire. Like I earlier in the same day that that script got acquired by, uh, Solstice Studios, I was getting no's across the board. Nobody wanted to, you know, it's too dark. It's too violent. It's too this or that. And, but thankfully, um, you know, the stars aligned and, and again, I, I couldn't be more thrilled with, and look, if anything, no, I got, uh, you know, it's like Lionsgate, what up? Why didn't, where's the 4k release? You know, I, but I 
Yeah. As a writer, I can't really make that call. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like I can't. Uh, um, so I had to import my. I got. I did get the 4K, mm. the German import. I think. Um, yeah, same as mine. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, it was on you know streaming 4K and Atmos. But uh, mm-hmm. um, boy, I, I have. It was interesting. It's been interesting. I think Steve, you and I talked about. Uh, there is a, 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 a what's the word? An audible a difference in streaming Atmos mm. and disc Atmos. Oh yeah, uh, the, the top <clears throat> Top Gun blew me away. Like, wait a minute! Uh, I remember mm. the opening kind of musical beats on the streaming of Top Gun. I'm like, there's no, this doesn't sound right. But it says it's Atmos. But then when the 4K disc came out of that, mm-hmm. okay, there it is. There's the bass. That was yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that was one. That I, well, last year when it came out, I yeah. got it in what August, Steve? I think the end of August. Yeah, I got yeah, it on you Kaleidoscape. Yeah, and it, yeah. it the disc came out in November, and I told everybody, told the listeners, I'm like, watch, get, pay the twenty bucks, yeah. twenty five bucks, whatever it was for the stream, enjoy it because this now you this is an, a prime example. It's a great example to demonstrate for people. You'll be happy you have both copies, but when you watch it for three months on streaming, and when you throw that disc in, it's you know you're gonna be blown away. Yeah, it, it's it, it's that much of a difference. I, I was, was shocked j- just by like, whoa, okay, you know, you because mm-hmm. you hear everyone say, you know, the, you know, and look, I, I'm a 4K disc fanatic, but when it it's like, oh, you know, when you hear about the compression and the people saying streaming is it, but boy, that is a prime yeah. um, example of the differences. We uh, but, we were just yeah. talking today on Twitter with uh, Paul Hurt put out really uh, sent a link for. Uh, 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 an article about just this, about what it's, you know, why we don't get um, um, dialogue so clear. And one of the things in there was the, it's an actual separate track and they lay it out for streaming because it, it needs to be compressed. So it what goes out on streaming is an actual separate track. It's a lot of people think they just take the movie file and they put it over here and whatever happens, happens in the pipeline and as I've said before, I'm like, you can't do that because you'll clog the pipeline. It's not how it works. You have to send something through that's compatible. So it's, it, you know, in that article, they kind of little break it down very quickly, but it's, it's a separate track. And I think my theory has always been they compress the bejesus out of the audio because everybody has a 4K television. Right. And if you compress right. that mm. too much, it'll degrade the quality and people won't like what they're seeing. Most people, present company excluded, don't have the advantage, don't have the ability to take advantage of a great audio track. So the compression doesn't matter to most people through streaming. And that's 98% of the population, right? And it's the rest of us that really care. And we're the only ones that actually hear a difference. Cause I've had people on Twitter be like, there's no difference. Like oh. you might not hear it. <laughs> Though the, the dialogue, uh, problem has been a growing problem for me for the past couple of years, uh, where, you know, people laugh or I say, I have to watch a movie these days sometimes with the English subtitles on. I can't freaking understand what they're saying. Now, maybe it's, like, I got hey, a tip I, for you. Okay. Uh, more room treatments. Okay. And a subwoofer. A subwoofer? Yep. Yep. It happens to a lot of people. A lot of people, because I know you're running your, your, your LFEs through your, uh, your channels, your left and right, right? But what happens when you do that? And a friend of mine, Lee Overstreet, who's a co-host, a fill-in host on AV Rant, 
he did what you were doing for years and years. And I'll, I'll send you the link to the podcast, Love but you've got to hear his enlightening. So they, they got him, uh, they, they, SVS sent them a couple of subwoofers to demo, right? He bought them because he was like, Oh my God, I thought I was getting everything, but it cleared up my center channel. It did all wow. this because. Okay. What's happening is when you're running your front chan, when you're running your bass through your front channels, though your bass is so room dependent yeah. and placement dependent that when you just do it through there, you're going to get a good response and it's going to be fun and it's going to be nice. But to clean everything up, you want to place your subwoofers appropriately and take the load off of off your main those. channels. Okay. And it's between doing that. And then also adding room treatments. Now you're going to lower the reflections and all that's going to shine through is that dialogue from the center channels. It's, I mean, your speakers are room dependent as well. So if you can, if you can get that room set up, you know, meaning for room treatments, if you get the environment conducive to a louder, you know, threshold, it's going to clear up that center channel for you. Uh, very cool. Cause I was also wondering, is it a center channel problem? Is it mm -hmm. a, uh, do I need to change it from small to large on my settings or whatever on the amp or it's, um, well, if you get subwoofers, you'll go to small. So yes, you would do that. Um, but one of the things, I mean, I've, I've been saying this for a while, right, Steve? I mean, it's like, it's your room is the most important part. And it's, it's not my idea. That's what the experts say. But then walking around Cedia and walking around talking to all these experts they're like yeah i don't even t the guy that designs rooms for a living peter alette right he's he was in the trinov room he goes i don't even talk to people if they don't have room treatments about speakers he goes because nothing matters he goes it doesn't matter you could change your speakers till the cows come home but it's it's all wrong you yeah. don't know what a speaker sounds like if you don't have room treatments he goes, you could just keep bouncing it around and one speaker might sound a little better for you, but it's only mm. because it's not bouncing around or something. It's like, but to actually know how a speaker sounds, you've got to set up the environment first and All everybody right, goes need... the other way. I'm going to get great speakers. Eh, someday I'll throw up some, you know, it treatments. was, um, I almost, and here's the thing. It's like, you, you won't want to talk to me then after, cause I, I, <laughs> I am not, um, I don't have treatments. Carl, I haven't got rude treatments. I don't have them. Okay. <laughs> that makes it. Cause I, yeah, because Most also they've guys. been, for me, it's like, I know it back in like, uh, you know, my wife's like, okay, you can get the projector, you can get the, <laughs> get the screen. I was right, telling right. Her, but like, but when the guy came to me with a quote for the, um, for the room treatments, I'm like, uh, no, I, I don't want to do that right now. Right. You know, but so I'm, I would love to talk to you or get a link to who you recommend for not only, I don't know, some decent, but cost effective treatments, but yeah. also placement. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, we could, we can go through all yeah, that. It's yeah. Geek Acoustics is great. They have, you can get all the way from just basic DIY stuff they sell you, or you can get up into some artsy stuff. Uh, there's, there's a million ways you can do it. Okay. I did it all my, I did my stuff myself. Okay. Um, the funny thing is, is most people don't have room treatments right. and, and I get that cause it's, you know, there's, you know, you got to pass everything through the aesthetics committee our spouses right. and you got to, you know, uh, and the budget committee, our spouses and a lot of stuff, <laughs> it matters, but here's the problem. This is when I have a problem. Don't tell me it doesn't matter if you don't have it, but don't tell me that you have audio problems, but the room treatments aren't it. It's like, you don't have them. 
how do you know they're not it? And that's like, my head is like boiling right now just thinking about that because I've gone to people's houses, family, friends, sometimes very, very close family, and you go to fix a problem and I go, let's try this. That's not it. No, no, let's try this. It's not it. How do you know? It's stupid. That can't be it. Let's do it. Clunk, clunk. Oh, wow. I can't believe that worked. Well, why you, you asked my opinion not only opinion, fact, I fixed it for you, right? But people will argue with you about room treatments, but they don't even have them. So what, what, I, what are you basing it I've on? Kind and I'm not saying you, I did, No, but I've, I've kind of had this weird, uh, but I guess I understand. It's like, well, because I haven't done it yet, obviously. But something's been telling me, well, no, I don't, you know, no, it's something else. Hmm. So I, but, but also, but I have, there are instances, and I think he was speaking of Christopher Nolan, where I've heard that he, Sometimes in the the mix intentionally muddies yeah. dialogue, and right. and and uh, so there's that. And also, I I think um, who was I talking? To? It was year uh, last year. So actually, it was our post production um, supervisor. She was on uh, Red Eye, and then she had just worked on something. But uh, she says kind of it's a choice sometimes. And I'm like, why are they why are they doing this? Why do mixes sound so terrible? Now? Right. And uh, but it's see now the Nolan also, yeah. stuff. I love because like I, I just put out a tweet today and it's, it's a hundred percent accurate. And in the tweet, I said, since I've done room treatments, I have zero issues with audio. Okay. Now, when I say that's a hundred percent correct, it doesn't mean that I can understand every line of dialogue in tenant. Okay. But what I do know is that what I do hear is probably what Nolan intended me to hear or not hear. Right. Yes. Yes. If because in another another Nolan movie, and this is how I know, like, or where I get my uh, how I can give you this advice based off of actual experience. So, Dark Knight movie, right? You know, we we all know the movie. You know the scene. It's towards like maybe the first third of the movie or whatever, and it's you've got, um, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne the uh, Russian dancer and then uh, Rachel and Harvey Dent. And they're all at dinner in that restaurant. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So they're sitting at the table and there's a line that Christian Bale, Harvey uh, Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne says in that scene that for years, the movie came out in 2008. I probably had the Blu-ray then the 4k, but for a while I could not understand this one particular line. And I used to back it up and I'm like, what is he saying right there? I don't know what it is. Since I added the room treatments to the back of my room. Now my full back wall is about six, six inches deep of insulation covered by just black speaker cloth, the entire wall. Okay. Okay. That enabled me to do one, one of two things. I can go now listen at reference level and it's not painful. And that was the final step. I also have dual subwoofers, uh, positioned correctly in the room, you know, front center, rear center. Uh, that was the final step to give me that clear dialogue. It cleared up all of my dialogue. It makes your center channel sound loud, louder. You're like, but it's not. It's the same. Everything is just clean. And I go to that scene and Carl, I don't even know what the line was anymore because the entire thing is crystal clear. I couldn't tell you what I don't know because I don't remember the line. I yeah. just know that when I got there that every time I, every time I do an upgrade, I'd go there and be like, no, I still don't understand what he's saying. And I never, I never 
put in the, you know, subtitles. I don't want to know. Because oh, you know? no, 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 no. Because <laughs> it, I don't want to know because if I know that'll change my perception because now I'll understand it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like if, if you, t- okay. No, I, I got, I, I, I got I another movie I'm for you. This in the beginning of Infinity War, um, Peter Parker as Spider-Man, he's like, Iron Man asks him, where have you been? And I thought as he swings away, their battle in that first battle, as he swings away, I swear to God, and this was in the theater, I saw it. I thought he says, the future. And I thought it was like an Easter egg of what was to come in the next movie, Endgame. Okay. And then somebody, I wrote that into like my favorite podcast, hashtag dork. I wrote it into them and they're like, huh, that's interesting. And then somebody wrote back to them and said, he says a field trip, which is what he was on. But my perception was the future. But now when I go back and I watch it, I can hear a field trip, but I can also still hear, you know, the future yes, yes. in my head because that was my first. But you know what I mean? Once I knew what it was, it didn't, It. I mean, nothing changed. It just cleared sure. it up. Now I understand it. So I didn't, when I can't understand something like that, I want to clean it up. I don't want to learn what it is because now I'll just know what it is. Uh, well, but yeah, that, that's it. That was really interesting, I guess, for my uh Maybe from a writing perspective, because I like a movie like Tenet. No, I want to. I I need to know in a movie that complex. Uh, I want to know what the heck Kenneth Branagh is mumbling over there. Yeah, even I'm convinced. <laughs> even with the best system settings and whatever, you're still not going to understand it. And this is and this this just goes to hey. Uh, 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 disclaimer here, or, or it's like I am a Christopher Nolan fanatic. He is a right. genius. Okay. That said, I don't understand choices that he also makes in the mix to intentionally muddy what I think is vital story dialogue. And so it's, um, yeah, it, but it's so, but you're right. It's like, it's interesting. That you say, like, when I learn finally, when, when I do, because I, I do turn on the English subtitles, I need to go back. Mm-hmm. I like to turn them on. I'm like, oh, you know, um, so it's, it's fascinating, but I, I, I really want, I'm anxious now to try, now I gotta go get subwoofers, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, Darn. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I, I think you'll, I mean, I, listen to the podcast I, first, the AV rant one. I'll send you that one. Listen perfect. to those guys oh, yeah. and yeah. listen to how Lee just is like blown away. Cause he's basically got the same setup you have right now. And then he, he goes and turns them on to, turns them to smalls. You know, with right. the setting and right. add subwoofers. And he even says, he goes, it made my center channel better. And it's like, people don't understand that part. And then, then when you go to room treatments, that helps as well. It helps a lot. Let me, let me ask you guys about like just the process of, um, of the sound mix. Cause I was very excited when Blu-ray came out. I, at first I, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know. Uh, on the back is, you know, linear PCM. It had DTS HD master audio and uh, Dolby true HD in it. So of course, doing the research, I was, I, I was, it was great. I, I even, I, you know, run to the spouses, right? To say, I'm so excited, honey. It's bit for bit the studio mm-hmm. master soundtrack. You know, of course you get the look for nobody cares about this except us. No. Um, <laughs> but does that mean it is so, but now, as I'm recalling, it's like even in Disturbia, I remember going in, they, they do home theater. Do they mix Now it they do. For, but they, now, do they alter? It, so is, is there ever the straight theatrical mix on Not on a, anymore. On a, it used to be. So that's where THX came into play. Okay. Where that, they, they're, 
claim to fame or what they were trying to do is so back in the nineties with laser disc and stuff, yep. you got you just got the theater mix. Okay, they just took it like, okay, here's the copy. Boom, we're giving them the home theater version was meaning Laserdisc was that track. Um, and that's too bright. It's too, it, it, it didn't work in homes. Mm-hmm. It was like things need to be toned down on a more mm-hmm. internet intimate environment. So THX came out and they had their settings. They, that would tone that down for you. It was, it was EQ differently, everything, but the mix you were starting with was the original theatrical mix. That's what you got on the disc. Your settings helped you with that. Today, they actually, and that's what we were talking about earlier about streaming. There's a mix redone for streaming. There's a mix redone for home. There's a mix done for theaters. So the idea is, yes, they bring all this stuff back down. I don't know. Now, I don't know if they actually just put it in and like one hit a button and an algorithm just takes it and does it. I don't think they sit there and remaster the whole movie like an Atmos and re- reposition the pieces. Yeah. But I think there is, I mean, there is a definite different mix for mm. the physical and for the, from the theater. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There, there, uh, I can give you a very, 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 very recent example. Um, I know someone who has the check disc for Prey. Um, and indeed, you'll know who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, who has the check disc for Prey and has been texting me the last couple of days as he's been trying it out. Um, yeah. and has talked about the significant differences between the theatrical version that he's been able to hear, um, and the disc. Um, not a terribly favorable comparison, I'm sorry to say, at least not at the moment. Um, but really? hopefully feedback will fix that. Yes. Oh, wow. um, better than the stream though. Better than the stream I hear. Yeah. Um, but perhaps not, uh, not the theatrical. So they're, they're, they're definitely different. There is a, there is a different way that they produce them. But again, whether they, as you say, Deej, whether they chuck it through a, uh, an algorithm and it just, you know, lowers some of, you know, takes off some of the, the rougher edges maybe for the home mix mm-hmm. or whether they, they, they just reduce everything down. That I don't know either. But, um, but yeah, there, there is definitely a difference. So when it says master audio, it means the home theater oh, master. Right. It's the master. Yeah. It's the actual master. What they want you yeah. to hear. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but there is with streaming. I mean, interestingly, we were talking the other day about, um, and, and, Carl, I know you must be a fan, having seen the picture on the, the poster on your light box outside of the theater. Yes. Um, cause we are big fans of the dial of density. Um, <laughs> we, we can't call it anything else. Um, you're my density. You're my density. Exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, sorry, DJ, before that, Carl was showing me some pictures of the theater room oh, and he's got a light box out in front see, of the theater. I can believe that'll show up. In the other Jones post. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very cool. Yeah. Oh, see, that's a homemade oh, nice. light box. Uh, uh, yeah, so Mike, Mike Schramm has those. Mike, Mike yeah. Schramm has light boxes on either side of his, um, his display up front. And then yeah, I've got, I don't know if it shows up the now showing sign. And now I, showing I, underneath. I put yeah. coming yeah. soon when it's, when I have a poster and I, yeah, but I, my wife has oh, pretty much so told cool. me to stop ordering up movie posters. Now we've got a, you know, well, the strike is <laughs> ongoing. <laughs> we've got a, <laughs> well, you know, there's the, the digital light boxes that you can get yeah, yeah. where they just rotate. Uh, I've seen them. One, I know. I know. one of my listeners, Nelson, <laughs> I'm getting the one Nelson, for the yeah. new theater, but it's, I mean, I, to build one or buy one from this company is relatively the same price. They just put everything in. They're like two grand. You can get them for 1500, but the two grand gives you like upgradability and everything. It's like future proof. And I'm like, 
for that price to just to have one and it just rotates that's cool. like different cool. posters it can connect it to your system so whatever's playing will play it's awesome it's all like nerd stuff there was like seriously two grand for that yeah isn't that great that's no. cheap <laughs> it's like look we got it's our thing we play movie theater yeah. that's what i do i i i am i i have a ridiculous collection of posters that i've been buying you know collecting them for decades and you know, in, in something like Dial of Density, uh, you know, yeah, that's yeah. it's. I'm going to get all the posters for that one. I'm sorry, uh, but uh, Steve, what were you saying? Oh, the stream. Okay, yeah, yes. So, so yeah, so so yeah. I I bought the the uh, the iTunes stream yes, yep. because Same. there's yep. no sign of the disc or the Disney Plus version yet. Um, much much is the pity. Um, but I I got that and I was very very impressed with we we talked about it on the show last week week before, um, mm. of the, the 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 audio quality on that the Atmos track on that is actually decent i mean d just seen it on kaleidoscape so he's obviously heard it properly um but it, it it's a decent mix it's just not going to be as good as the disc it's not as dynamic um, yeah but, so they're getting better yeah they're getting better but it's not you know, there isn't really i i agree i really uh, look it's it's all we have to go on right now i i love that movie i make no apology i mm. it's fantastic of fitting it would uh, talk about that if you want but the um but no the watching it on itunes has made me now though very curious about the will there be a top gun effect here will, will we go oh, from yeah. this that's already impressed you know it is what it is it's decent see it's good mm-hmm. but yeah. i it's and then of course you know I, you guys are probably more in the know about the up the physical release like where the heck is it what but yeah. disney is clearly like okay the movie they, they you know it's all about you know, right? So, yeah, it, it's also to me. I I don't I understand the formula of okay. I look. I I like the eight week theatrical window. You know, it's like I like mm. getting uh, Dial of Destiny at the home theater as soon as possible. If it's through streaming, okay, yes, for that one, I'll I'll fork over the twenty bucks. But then. But it's brilliant on their part. They've got people like mm-hmm. people like us. I'll spend the twenty dollars. Then you wait because we're going to give you the physical disc. Yes, I'll buy that too because you know. Um, but I'm hoping it's at least. You got to think before the holidays that they're going to finally yeah. announce that thing. So um, I think that yeah, that's yeah. What, I mean, that's what I think it'll be. Yeah, I mean, they've got what they've got. Loki season two coming beginning of October. That'll take them into what November, mid November. Mm-hmm. And so perhaps their big holiday kind of release on Disney Plus will be right. Dial of Destiny. And then maybe just before Christmas, they they release the disc. I, I mean, I don't know. It, it is a little bit quiet on that front, though, isn't it? Yes. Which is a bit of a concern. Curious. Uh, I, I, but see, I don't think that's a concern. I think that's a, a strategic I, plan. I think because it's got us talking about it. Right. And it's that anticipation yeah. that when it shows up, you're like, Oh my god, they, on, uh, Kaleidoscape, they bear, rarely, I used to say never do a pre-order. Um, it's usually like, so most movies on Kaleidoscape, you, is, when it hits the theater, I can go home and like Top Gun Maverick, I was like driving home and I'm checking my phone. When can I pre-order it? When can I pre-order it? And I pre-order it, which John laughs at me all the time. He's like, yeah, make sure they don't run out of digital copies. But it's, I mean, but I just like to know that I have it, right? I'm so excited about the movie, right? And it's like, all right, well, I get it. But, but I, Disney movies, whether it's the Marvels or the Star Wars or anything, you don't know until it lands wherever it lands. Like, so for like, you know, dial a density, I just found out the same day. 
everybody else did is like, hey, it's you can get it on streaming. And I was like, you can? Boom. I grab my phone and I look and I'm like, there it is. I could buy it now. There's no they like to do everything like surprise. <laughs> yeah, they've really coy some of these uh, studios with uh, even the the pre-order dates I've noticed on iTunes and things like that were um Yes, very interesting. But it's also, though, you see, I, I, where I'm agreeing with you totally about the strategic uh, part of it is what they're doing with uh, the haunted mansion. You know, where they're they they have, I think, released or announced the physical and the Disney Plus date. But it makes perfect sense. What are we coming up to? October. Mm. You know, let's okay mm. that. So like, oh, so yeah. Maybe I mean, they, yeah, and they did that. They, they did it with the Little Mermaid. They they did it. They, they tend to do it with the Marvel movies as well. So they're like, look. You'll get Guardians three on this day on Disney Plus, yes. and then we'll give yeah. you the disc three weeks, you know, or so later. And I think we kind of got used to that 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 approach. They were doing that a lot, and yet now suddenly it, they are messing around with that that little that little setup. And so things like Prey, things like um, again, that of density, um, it seems to now it, been messing around. So we we like that joke, Carl. We can't help it. We it's a stare. No, I love it. Uh, <laughs> But it's really um, fascinating. And- but also, I, I was going to ask you guys, like, but all this said, it's like with Prey coming up, which I'm totally stoked about. Um, I guess other things like Disney, notwithstanding, like shutting down in Australia or something. I read that the mm. other day or their physic. But at the same time, I, I'm hopeful. It seems like there is, um, that, that physical media is back, is back or is coming back or it's, it's on everybody's radar and, mm. it, 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 you know, it's on the suits radar. Um, and, and with, you know, and I, I've actually enjoyed seeing this little feature now on Amazon where it tells you they've sold 3k this month or something yeah, or, or yeah. in oh, the really? case of Prey, that. have you yeah. seen that little thing yeah. where you go and it says 6k sold yeah. this month? Yeah. And yeah, that's wow. I think, I it, thought it, that was my budget. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, Carl, you, you may not know, Carl, DJ has the, uh, inauspicious title of the person who bought six copies of Bloodshot. The Vin Diesel film. Um, so, you know, did you want to Blood confess shot, this yes. to Carl now, Deej, This is audio or? only, and poor Carl's over there going, looking up with oh, an inquisitive. Now shot, I'm trying I- to describe it, and I do it. And I'm like, he's got this inquisitive look. He's looking up at the ceiling with squinted eyes like, who am I talking to? What the hell? Um, <laughs> it was uh, – We are among friends in terms of – triple quadruple dipping and please i and that's a part of like where i got the lecture the other day from my spouse the budget committee the budget committee yep. where it's like but you know and justifying my upgrades and to you know and then i dj i think i linked to something on you know i loved the the guys from iowa doing the masking for home theater masking mm-hmm. yeah like, this is what because i told steve here i i have here now yes, my first yeah. show and tell this is See actually, more excellence. This yeah. is a roll of black, like velvet flock <laughs> from, it's like $20 on Amazon that, that I, it's like, I finally figured out my masking system until I can maybe have the guys from Iowa come down and put one of those motorized the, things. Those are crazy. Those I, are, I mean, the one, I know the screen that I saw at CD, it was a hundred and, I thought it was 186. I've since seen the video that, uh, Todd did at AV Nirvana. It was, they were saying 182. Regardless, it's a giant screen, four way masking. And Travis was like, it's like 68 grand. I, 
Yeah, but that's four-way masking. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other one, this, the one that, about the one that I want, all in. exactly, exactly. Yeah. I did my masking, which isn't man. <laughs> it's a little manual styrofoam. Um, oh right, right. I, yeah, I've seen that. Yes, because I was yes because yeah. I've it's Velcro pads for me, and I cut my strips. Oh, there put, you go. And with Velcro in this, and it's it's good. You know, perfect. But, yeah, that works great too. Anyway, it's but that the the uh, I forget what the middle. That's called art, that top one that was like super expensive, the full way that it's goes incredible. everywhere. It is. But their middle one is what the one I want for a 16 by 9 screen. I do just the automatic come up yes. and down, but then you do the magnets for if I want to watch Snyder Cut because there's only like two right. movies that uh, you're going to – or it, there's a few, like some of the older movies Lighthouse. and something. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yes. So yeah. you're going to do a 4 by 3 You just throw up that, you know, the – the magnetic ones, but I really do like that. Did like that masking coming down, and it's like, yeah, that looks fun. Well, also because nice. it, 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 my I was again in my random phone scrolling. It's like you know I was always wondering who's the the person you call to do this or who is doing this, and mm-hmm. haven't been able to really find it until okay, there he is. You know, yeah, so. yeah, Chris Seymour, wow. uh, Seymour, excellent. What um, you you mentioned that Carl. I think you're the only other person other than me that I can talk to that has seen Lighthouse. Um, now we talk about audio mixes, Deej. We rev- we talked mm. about this one on the yep. show. What did you make of the audio of that, Carl? Because that that seemed incredible to me. I I I, I, I agree. Oh, boy, um, yeah. I when I picked up the A twenty four catalog release of that, and um, I I don't know if there was ever an Atmos mix that he did that Eggers did for it. Obviously, yeah, I don't they I don't so, think yeah. so. But no, I, it was fantastic. Um, one thing, and and again, it's that that movie is just it's so moody. The atmosphere, talk about, it, and the mix, just yeah, it, it, you are there. It, it's like one of these movies that just mm. you it puts you right there with these two, and uh, uh, one of my favorite horror movies of recent years. Or, or yeah, it it, uh, it to me that the the it just felt like the island was alive. You know, the, the, this boiler thing has kind of got a heartbeat and got oh. a kind of a, a growl to it and oh. all this sort of stuff. And again, it's a 5.1 mix that feels like much more dynamic yes. than, 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 than some Atmos and even DTSX. I had to, I was afraid because also I, we have, I have a, um, I have a 14, almost 14 year old son, but I, I, we waited a while. I have a almost six year old little girl who go, has an early bedtime and usually after the kids go to bed, I, it's downstairs to the home theater. And when I picked that movie up, though, also the the damn on there the damn foghorn when that thing went yes. off, yeah, I think I woke up. My it's like it was not it was not pretty sight where I woke <laughs> the entire household up with that thing. But um, uh, it's a hell of a mix. We yeah. are um, we are Robert Eggers fans on this on this show, sort of. Well, we're not talking about the witch anyway. We had a bit of a disagreement the with John. I need to read the bevitch. The bevitch. <laughs> I don't the know. Bevitch. Yeah, bevitch. yeah, yeah. It's, it looks like two V's. I yeah, loved uh, the, the the Northman. He went uh, full on Atmos. Um, yeah, that is oh, phenomenal. Yes. Um, Stephen, I love that one. It's yeah, that that was that was my I think my film of the year last year was in it? terms yeah. of home theater mixes. I think it was, wasn't it? Deej, wasn't it number number one? No, I you didn't. Was did you? You didn't have a Maverick yeah. ahead of it. Did no, you? I no, I had Northman as first, just to be awkward. Uh, yes, <laughs> I felt that deserved a lot more just recognition in all areas uh, oh, as yeah. as a whole. Yeah. I mean, 
we we did uh, Carl DJ and I talked for what about two hours about the Northman on our second takeover Tuesday. Yeah, um, yeah, and it just you know the way it begins with this kind of just this 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 rumble in the subs and you can you know this this kind of. Um, you know, it starts with the, with the, the volcano, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and the sky and it's from, like, yeah, the, yeah. the colors that in that opening scene and everything, it's amazing. Isn't there a it's, lot of activity uh, in the, uh, in the Atmos uh, speakers when the, um, well, when that first kind of witch character shows up or she's kind of mm-hmm. floater. I yeah. don't know. I, yeah. it, it, I don't know about you guys, but it's like whenever anything like that happens, I pause, I rewind, I listen to it about five oh, times yeah. and, and it, for the moment, at least with my, I get very impressed. With with what I'm hearing, and isn't this cool? Of course, talking to no one in particular, you yeah. know. And then, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, you start you yelling know, like I heard that over there. Isn't I'm this old. cool? Isn't yeah. this great? And then I press play, and no, because everybody else is asleep, and no one is understanding. Yeah. Yeah. there's a there's a there's a cool bit, a very subtle effect where there are crows that come over the top of the over the ceiling, over the roof, and then into the the, the high channels, and then they they sort of go to the front, and you can just hear the 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 the, the, the wings flapping as they come over, and that's another now, really sort of subtle effect. Let me ask you because I. Uh, um DJ, before we came on here, I was telling Steve about um, I had to upgrade to Atmos a few years ago when mm-hmm. I finally, okay, ready to dive in and spend money again on home theater. And um, uh, But my ceiling in my home theater is not – I think I was, I was talking about the, 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 the duct system that goes through. Mm-hmm. And so um, – so my Atmos speakers are not – unfortunately, I could not mount them on – put them on the ceiling. Yeah, and so I've kind of had to elevate them and kind of put them. See, now it's like now on the sidewalls. Yeah, Yeah. up and on the sidewalls. And then my my pioneer amplifier has settings. You know, it says, "Hey, what kind of configuration do you have?" And so I was going to ask you about if that's okay or if that's like, "Hey, is if as long as I mean, Atmos is better than no Atmos." So no matter what it is, maybe. uh, But um, yeah, Um, yeah, it's if you're enjoying it. And you, like, as you said earlier, you love the different, like, you can hear it, how it expands your room. And yeah, yes. then that's great. Okay. The only way you're going to, I think the only way you're ever going to be like, oh, that doesn't sound as good is if you got it, you personally got a different room for yourself and then you were able to put them in differently yeah. and you'd be like, Ooh, this is a little bit better. But even mm-hmm. if you went to like Steve's house or you came to here, it, there's so many differences that you wouldn't notice that that was a difference. Okay. It, it, as okay. long as you're enjoying them. And like I said uh, to Steve when I was at CD on the live thing and I was like, don't worry about your Atmos speakers so much because put them where you can try to get as accurate as you can. But if you can't, don't sweat it because these rooms I'm going in, I haven't seen a commonality yet. So it's like everybody's got different theories and stuff. I mean, yeah. they're all within the ballpark. Like you don't want them on the floor, but it's you know you're gonna you're get it if you're enjoying the experience. Right. Then I wouldn't I I wouldn't worry about okay. it at all. Okay, as yeah, long if, as you're enjoying it. If anything, because yeah, I was uh, and, and again, well, another kind of thing that I find myself googling, but I'll ask the experts here is you know it's like seven point one point two versus five point one point four. It's what would you do? You pick seven point one point two any day of the week. Depends on over? the room. Yeah, okay. depends on the room. Depends on what you're capable of. Um, uh, if you know the bigger the room is, why you need more speakers? Yeah. Um, or more placement for people for more people experiencing it. Um, if you know a five point one system 
like we were talking earlier, like Christopher Nolan can rock a 5.1 system and a lot of, you know, people get, and Steve hears me talk about this on air, off air, behind the scenes all the time, is that, I mean, you guys said it a little earlier, like, oh, it sounded just as deep as an Atmos track. Well, yeah, because there's no difference in frequencies. <laughs> They're the same. Right. The only difference with Atmos is it's, it, all you're doing with Atmos from our side Okay, from the in-room experience of us listening to it is think of back in the day when you had two channels and how they could make it. It's like all of a sudden, like the drums are only on the left and then they sweep it over and now you hear the guitar on the right. But the vocals are dead center in the middle because they're matrixing it. You know what I mean? That stereo sound is allowing you to hear a phantom center, right? Or whatever. All you're doing with Atmos is you're allowing that to happen from any given point. So think of your room like at a stadium when they have that one camera and it's only held by three cables, but it can go right. anywhere in the stadium. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How does that happen? It's only three cables, but it's you're doing the same thing with sound. Okay? So like if I want it to sound like it comes from midway on the wall, I just balance the front right channel to the right rear channel and I can move that sound right to where I want it to be. Right, right now with Atmos right. on their end, they just put a, a cursor there and it does it automatically. Christopher Nolan in a five, one system actually goes in and balances everything the way they want it to be the way they did it before. But in our rooms, if you're in a five, one system, they can make the sound sound like it comes from over your head. Right. Right. In a five, one right, system. So the extras are only allowing you to get in, like, if you have a bigger room, you'll probably want, you know, maybe a 7-1. But if you have a smaller, more confined room, you might actually be, not ruining, but degrading your experience by going to 7 because now they're going to be too strong behind you, too close behind you, and not give you the appropriate experience. So there's there's a lot of variables in all of our rooms, right? And it's all of that stuff, but... Like, think of, think of the couple of questions you've asked here. It's like earlier, it was like my center channel. I, I don't get the dialogue right, right? That's an issue. Let's, it, it, but in home theater, you get, a, there's all that FOMO. Like everybody's like, like you're asking about your center, your overheads. Right. Yeah. And you're, but one of your first thing you said about it is you love them. What are we worried about then? Not, you know what I mean? It's like, that, let's well, get to the stuff because, you're worried about well, and, or that is an issue. Because right? I get easily worried in my home theater when something or, or when the display isn't like, here's, here's one thing I worried about the other night. Uh, I think I did have a, a, a Nolan movie. Something was in a, the disc, the 4K disc. I was like, wait a minute. And maybe I'd never noticed it before. You know, these things where it's like, you know, has that, Cracking the floor always been there or is that just, yeah. you know, you finally notice it. So the other night I'm looking at my amplifier and I, you know, I click on what the, you know, the input is 5.1 DTS HD out point output is, is 7.0 point one or so whatever. I'm like, wait a minute, why is my amp outputting seven? And then I looked at it. So let me, it, it said the DTS, that's a DTS thing. Mm-hmm. Where amplifiers, it's just in the encoding uh, that DTS says, "Hey, um, if you have a if you have a seven uh, channel capable receiver, we just duplicate the surrounds." I don't well, know, the, but I was wondering no, why. No, no. So you you said it, the the zero was your subwoofer, so that's oh probably, right. I, so right, the zero is because, because you don't I have, have the, subwoofers, right? Right. 
But why wasn't my receiver just outputting? Why was it outputting in the additional channels? And I couldn't like. In, um, what do you mean? As in your overheads? Uh, no, like seven in point- the in just the seven because because uh, Nolan he doesn't mix in Atmos, right? He doesn't uh, or no, not yet. Five anyway. one. So so yeah, in playing, I think it was Batman Begins actually. Okay, it's the the mm-hmm. five point one DTS input mm-hmm. at the in the receiver, but it outputs me at seven. Uh, 7.1 basically. Were you up mixing? See, that's what did I did. You have an up mix mm, on? Is it yeah. where would what would that setting be? Because also on well, the Yama, oh, I'm sorry, on the Pioneer, on a Pioneer I'm not sure. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Um, I could probably walk you through it. Like if we FaceTime, then you, I could see your remote. I could yeah. probably walk you through it because I run pure direct. Remote. Uh, you know, that's what I run. I don't mm. put any filtering. Through it, you know, with any of the built-in. Hmm. Okay, but that's interesting too. I looked that, up. A, well, I found you would a get your Atmos, but yeah, that pure direct a, would be no up mixing, I believe. Right, and so I found mm-hmm. the only thing I found like a Reddit thread again, googling seven. Why is this happening? And the closest thing I came to was somebody saying, "Oh, that's a uh, a DTS chip thing. That's a DTS. Uh, what's um, you know, um, that's what DTS does when." For, for some reason. <laughs> so, do you I mean, have, uh, oh, it's a proprietary it DTS thing. That's the word. Proprietary yeah, but it could also of. be, but you didn't have it on. It's like, so that's one of the issues with, um, what do they call it? The, uh, IMAX enhanced. Is okay. your receiver IMAX enhanced no. capable? No. Okay. Then you don't have to worry about that. One of the issues with IMAX enhanced is they, they do all their basement. They shut off the base management. And so you go through all the trouble of getting your base in your room correct. And then you throw an IMAX enhance, it goes, poof, shuts it all down on you. And you're like, nah. Um, oh, so, but that's yeah. not an issue for you. So don't worry about okay. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just guided. Look, I don't yeah, mind we'll, having we'll, the we'll extra out. channels being, but, but it's because I've noticed, uh, you know, say on an Apple TV, uh, 5.1 stream, that doesn't my receiver outputs at 5.1. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was interesting. These DTS, um, HD, it, it's outputting at seven instead of just 5.1. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, that's. But, yeah, I don't know. but I think we'd um, we would we would recommend, wouldn't we? DJ up mixing where you can. I do. I mean, it's. Uh, I yeah, do. I mean, yeah. I, I up mix everything. I mean, it's 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 up mix to either Dolby surround or DTS uh, Neural X. Neural X. If yeah. it's not a. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not an Atmos or it's not a not a DTS text track, um, because I I find with 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 many many discs, and funny enough. Last house on the left, Carl. I don't yeah. know if you've heard of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rings a bell. Or, yeah. uh, by the way, have you got your copy of I that? I did. Yet? Yes. It, yes. I did. Oh, yeah. Good. Right. Okay. So that, so, so on a 5.1 mix, again, we talk about storms. Yes. And, and obviously, you know, the latter third or whatever it is of the movie takes place in a storm. And, and that with, with, with that up mixed to Neural X, because it's a 5.1 DTS HDMA track, you know, all of the, 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 the rain and the, the, you know, the lightning, the thunder is all above you and all around you as well. Oh, cool. And that's just being up mixed. That's a 5.1 mix mm. up mixed to Neural X. And unlike, I, I mean, I think because you and I briefly sort of talked about it, didn't we, about kind of whether that's worth doing. And I think in the past, you'd have a receiver that would have DSPs, mm-hmm. you know, this is a church, this is a, you know, all these sorts of things, um, which I never used because obviously they were kind of stupid. Um, but, but up mixing is different to that. It, it, it okay. does give a much more kind of a, uh, an enveloping 
mix generally, um, certainly better than, than a 5.1. So you might find it, if, if your receiver will do that, I'm sure it will if it does ask Atmos. And It'll do Neural X, yes. It, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it, Dolby worth, Surround worth is the same out. thing. The, so, yeah, so uh, that takes Dolby True HD and mixes it to, to Dolby Surround. It. Yeah, yeah. And and then DTA oh, okay. uh, and the Neural X up mixes a five point one track to a pseudo. Well, that's interesting because I've always been you know talking about why we're, what we're talking about is I've I'm you know ever the purest, and so when I see something like mm. pure direct, I, no filter, yes. but yeah. but I'll I'm more willing to, to try the yeah the the mm. the up mixing and because uh, I didn't think I was like well is that you know sending it through more digitally, whatever is, is taking away, you know, it, yeah. it taps into that, but I'm not hearing it the way it's supposed to be. But also to that, it's like when I first got the call about them doing the 4k last house to the left, I think the producer lady who I talked to, I said, Hey, are, are they going to do an Atmos? You know, I, I totally asked the question. She's like, um, I don't know. I'll ask, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe I'll try to let you know. Anyway, it was like, I, she was, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, the um, but the but, but that's an example of a really good track that is that is good as it is. I mean, the the, mm-hmm. the Blu-ray track was decent, but the 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 4K then upmixed, as I say, to Neural. Oh, I'm excited really to try it. Add something to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I, also I think you'll be very pleased. Yeah, I've also very speculated cool. with well on the show with Steve and stuff, and I've also talked to people behind the scenes, and we have yet to get anybody that's a real expert, but. What our receivers are doing, how object-based audio, DTSX and Atmos work, it's an entire system, right? It's more than just a codec. It's more than just like on our end. Um, when we do upmix, there's nobody has said that it definitely isn't happening this way. But it's like, so say we get some of these older movies that are just pure 5.1 tracks and then they come out with a new 4K version and you hear it in Atmos and you're like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's nice. But they're not going back and sitting down and remixing the entire thing like you would mix a modern Atmos track where they sit and say, I want this sound to be over here and I want this sound to be over here. What a lot of us think they're doing is just upmixing the exact same way we do at home when we have a 5.1 mix. Yeah. Because Hmm. otherwise they would have to literally, because it's an entire like work process that's different, right? You don't have tracks anymore. You say, "I well, you do, but I'm saying like this track over here, the dialogue, I want this track to sound like it's over here, but I want the score to sound like it's here and I want to do all that. But it's all, it's a, it's a completely different process than mixing a 5.1 mix, an object based mix. Okay. So I think what they're doing and a lot of people I've talked to have been like, yeah, that, that's exactly what they could be doing, but I haven't talked to an expert to confirm it or deny it or anything, but they're just up mixing it for you and then calling it a Atmos or DTS X mix. Right. So, I mean, when we mix it at home, like Steve said, when we up mix, I think we're still getting exactly what they intended, but now we're getting the added advantage of allowing those upper speakers right. to do that matrixing for you, to do that manipulation in your room for you, as opposed to just depending on the five oh. channels. Right. Hmm. That's yeah, interesting. It's not altering I mean, it. 
Yeah, I mean, but you can play around with it, Carl, and see what you think. But I, th- yeah. I think you'd be very pleasantly surprised with how natural and how enveloping up mixing yeah. can be compared to just the five point one. I mean, try it with the Nolan movie. Try it with Dunkirk. I will. Or, uh, you know, or Interstellar, and 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 see how just how I mean that opening scene of Dunkirk with them, mm. you know, running through the streets as the guy right. tries to get over the, the the thing, and you've got the bullet, the guns going off behind you. You know, try that with up mixed into Neural X. Okay, and it, and it really does fill the room with sound because wow. um, as as you'd in a, in a good way not in a kind of muddy way um yeah well, one of the and, things and I was gonna, tell speaking Nolan. of neural x and dts <laughs> that's another kind of question i've i've been wondering about which are the the differences between dts x and dolby atmos like the uh yeah for for lay people yes so <laughs> That's a hot button topic that I'd love to talk about because everybody's like, they yell at me and it's like, no, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You are. Not you. Not you, Kyle. You're not wrong. I'm just saying. I'm just asking. No, I'm because I I know the question, but go ahead. Ask it. (laughs) Is, what is my question? It's, I guess, what is the difference? But no, how Hmm. are they? I've, here's, let's see what I at least have come to understand. What if I understand is that there's, the DTSX isn't quote unquote necessarily object based. Like, or I don't know. I don't know what I've heard. Really? Set me straight here. I don't know. No, it's, I haven't heard that part. I, okay. that, that, that one I haven't heard. Um, they, they do have slight differences on the mixing side. I believe that's probably what you're referring okay. to. Okay. Um, Atmos was more upwards compatible than DTSX was when it first started. So they came out with DTSX Pro. Uh, and what that means is, um, basically it's to get to the root, like real basic is like, we're going to make a track. And now once we make this audio track, it's not a 5.1 mix at, at, at its core. It's not a 7.1 mix. Okay. What it is, is it is, a, it's, it's a mix that can be upwards compatible and in Atmos's case was like up to like 64 channels. Okay. And okay. the processor on the other side, okay, so they mix it and then you take your processor on your side and it says your processor said, and this is why we get into how Neural X works so well and Dolby Surround works so well up mixing is that the processor on our side, our receivers and our processors take that track and go, okay, we need this sound to sound like it comes three quarters of the way up the wall in that on the right side of the room. Okay. That's what, that's what they mixed it as. And then the processor says, I need to use the, the speakers in this room and make that sound like it's coming from this place. And they utilize what they have. So you could have an Atmos track that's 5.1 because and like you could have a five, one system in your room and be like, okay. okay, so Atmos will still play through and it'll be like, Oh, I have these speakers to utilize. I'll put the sound here. But then currently right now, it's like, I think it's Trinov was the first that I knew that could get up to 32. It's like, you can go as high as you want. It's the processing in room that you have and you pay big money. But if you have a larger room and you put speakers going all the way down the wall and a train goes by down that side, the processing will allow that to pan appropriately through each of those speakers all the way across. When all they said in the mixing, is just have it go down the room. They don't know how many speakers are going to be utilized to do this mm-hmm, pan. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I mean? Whereas in a 5.1 mix, you're regulated to 5.1. It's right. going to go all the way down the room. If you're playing a 5.1 in a 
there's no, that's it. That's what it is, right? But the up mixing will now utilize what your room has right. in a five point. It's, it, 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 it's not magic, but it is really special. It's different than what we've had in the past. DTSX was limited when it first came out at how high you could up mix it, meaning how many channels you could utilize, like, in your room. I think okay. it was limited to like 16 or something like that. And then maybe they went to pro. I, I don't quote me on those numbers, but it, there was a difference there. Um, as far as like why people's perception of one is better than the other, it's, it, right. that's all in the mixing room, right? You want to make more bass in a certain one and DTS is notorious for boosting the bass in their tracks. People think that that's better. That's great. Atmos, they they all have the same capabilities because right. they're all playing the same frequencies. They can all do the same thing. Yeah. It's just yeah. what does the sound engineer mix on this track as opposed to this track? And really, that's just it. And it's sometimes yeah. the overheads will run a little hotter on DTSX, I think. I know the Neuralex up mixing will run the overheads a little hotter than if you up mix with just Dolby Surround. Um but other than that, it's like they're pretty close. Yeah, and and I think we we would both say, would we? And and, and I'm, again, I'm sure you'd say as well that that you know we could name multiple discs on both codecs that will rock your room and rock your world equally. Yeah. So so you know it's not like you're sort of saying, oh, I've got five DTSX tracks that are better than any Atmos track I've ever heard. You know that there are you know you, you pick. Godzilla King of Monsters, you pick, you know, movies like that that will, you know, that will absolutely rearrange your room for you. Um, and you can choose DTS tracks that'll do the same thing. You know, yeah. they're, they're both excellent. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no idea how a, how a studio decides, look, in this disc, we're going to go with DTSX. We're going to go with Atmos. I mean, I wonder whether they flip a coin. I do too. Um, I don't but, know. It, you know, because I'm not sure that, or that, you know, there's a licensing or a marketing perspective to it. Do they sell more if it's DTSX than they do if it's Atmos or vice versa? Because perhaps more people have heard of Atmos. I don't know. Um, but, um, but I, I do wonder, but I don't know. Um, uh, but it, it, it it's, immaterial really you know they they if it's a good disc and it's a good track and this is what we are becoming used to it's you know it's just awesome and again yeah, dial yeah. of destiny is a perfect example of something that it, that's in atmos right from the beginning that that opening kind of yeah. you know the, the barrage of, of you know of the bombs so dropping and stuff you know it's, it's awesome so or any yeah. nolan so we're lucky, movie we're, any nolan yeah, movie we'll, if we'll, you were yeah. if you were to have somebody in and be like you know like a dunkirk or a tenant and be like which is this they wouldn't know you wouldn't know which it wasn't uh, uh, object based, right? You'd be like, "That's insane!" It, it the seems piece like, is yeah. insane, right? It seems like his mixers have his, you know, follow his orders, which are uh, bring it up, you know, it, it amplify, you know, blow us out of the theater all the time. Like, I mean, he, yeah. I, but boy, yeah, I can definitely tell the difference between a, a, a Nolan mix and. Pretty much everyone else, uh, yeah. you know, because he is so, I, I, and I love it. Dynamic. That he's yeah. so dynamic. And, and again, it really, because you can tell probably, you know, a, a theater going, you know, this theatrical experience guy where it's like, you want to take advantage of what you have. And, yeah, and don't get me started on other, you know, you know, mixes and Disney mixes in the levels and having to crank it up and trying <laughs> to hear those movies. But, um, but no, Hey, I'm, I'm just, again, now, now being the, you know, I have to say, 
I'm just grateful that the studios are still, uh, and, and seemingly now I'm willing more than ever to, to, uh, to do physical releases and to still keep it going and to maybe recognize in the case of Prey and, and also Mandalorian and Loki to see, it's like to tap Ooh. into that other, like the, the collector yeah. gene in me, many of us. It's like, I want that physical thing on my shelf and, and, uh, you know. It's, well, uh, well I, I want. I wonder whether, in the fullness of time, and I appreciate we're oh still gosh, very my, close. Well, we're still we're still in the strike. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that, but I wonder if, in the fullness of time, we might look back on this as. Sorry to say, Carl. I don't mean this in a. Don't, <laughs> don't please don't take this in a you know in the wrong way. But it might actually one of the one of the positive things that might come out of this, as well as you guys being treated much better, um, is that is that actually because the studios are going to have a dearth of new content come the new year that they now mine their back catalog. They now think, well, actually we can make money from yes. this stuff by pumping out more physical releases. So Absolutely. hopefully not only do you guys get a much better deal, but also then one of the, one of the knock on effects will be more physical releases because they're going to have to monetize. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, heard from someone fairly well placed that that's exactly what they're going to do there's going to be more theatrical releases of older stuff and they're then going to do more physical releases as well so you know fingers crossed fingers crossed with that and no i i've often wondered uh i love uh theatrical re-releases and i've wondered uh mm-hmm. you know for for films if if what if they were to to do the typical you know, the a 30 million dollar uh pna spend on a movie that was made 15 years ago i bet you know, you would have another yeah. great opening weekend for something. And because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I know we're talking about home theater here, but, you know, I was always about, you know, the, the- theatrical experience and to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully we can get this resolved just to it just when the theatrical experience was coming back, you know, and now we're seeing mm-hmm. all of these release dates shift around and all that. But but uh, see, to your point about, you know, it seems like we're very much in the early learning days of, you know, still in the Wild West phase of. The, the, the streaming stuff. And, and, and again, mm-hmm. it, for a while, mm. I was ex- very excited too to, to spend $9.99 a month on a Disney Plus to have access to a catalog, to access to a collection. Mm. But then I well, okay, it's good for a while and I like their shows, but ultimately, I, I don't know. There's something about, like, I, I'm always fascinated by the behavior of the consumer. And mm. at what point, uh, you know, do people kind of, uh, you know, you kind of tune out of the fact that they have some of these streaming services, Paramount Plus, especially, have great catalogs, but I'm still not mm. going on there and and do because I already have the physical stuff usually. Right. Or the first place I still go is is iTunes to look it up and maybe I'll buy it, you know, to have it in some form. But uh, just mm. fascinating times is my point uh, that we're in. But. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, it's very common for me, even when I, you know, if I'm looking through Disney Plus, we, you guys have Hulu over there. We have yes. Disney Plus and we have something called Star, which is right. basically the adult, not, not in that kind of adult content, but, um, more mature content, shall we say? Um, and, and so they have that on there. And yet I see movies on there and think, do you know what? I'm not going to watch that. I'm going to wait because I think the 4K disc is coming soon. So I will, I will hold off right. and, and, and wait to see it there. Although I do that with Blu-ray as well. Um, you know, I've got to, if I know that the 4K disc is coming, then I won't rewatch the Blu-ray until that comes out. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, we are in, we are in, I think, interesting times. 
Um, and, and I think the studios are clearly realizing that streaming isn't perhaps the be all end all. Um, because That's even right. Netflix are starting to release physical media. You know, there are physical versions of films coming. Um, I think we're all praying still for Six Underground and, uh, Extraction One and Two. I certainly like those. Um, mm. if, if, I just if, saw know, today, uh, Pinocchio <laughs> announced by Criterion, uh, yes. the 4K. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it looks good too. Yeah. The, uh, Guillermo del Toro's version. Yes. Um, so yeah, no, it's, I mean, Fingers crossed. Let's hope that this is, a, as I said, a, a, something good comes of this strike. Um, other than all around, say, I think you know, this time it's. Uh, I, I think so. And again, it, it's interesting. No, and having seen, uh, you know, studios dip into their catalogs or to keep the physical mm-hmm. disc coming, it's like maybe. And again, combined with, I think this, um, the, the, this, I don't, the generational phenomenon that's happening. I, I again look to the uh, kind of the the resurgence of vinyl. You know that that people mm. that, that this generation like to own the content, like to own it, they like to, we like to yes. hold it in our hands. And, and yeah. but also, see, it's reminding me one thing that you're a better man than I when it comes to um, when running out of shelf space. I, you know, a few years ago, <laughs> but you do these those nice sleeves, those white. I like your. Yeah, it does. I do the freak. <laughs> now I have what I call like the main shelf of, for my collection. You know, uh, okay. you know, films that are worthy of the main shelf. But at times, there's a, I only have so much space, and so then I have to relegate some of my uh, discs to the the slip. Uh, you know, I mean, in my case, it's the it's the CD covers that, that you know made by Maxell or whatever. Yeah. Mm. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but, they, um, they have um, it, they have proven controversial over the years. Those uh, those <laughs> sleeves. Um, I've I, I, there, there was it, a, a Facebook page set up. I didn't know I'm not on Facebook, never have been, but, um, someone that was following me on Twitter sent me a, a screen grab of a, of a Facebook page that someone set up with pictures of my disc covers, um, and basically 60 odd replies all saying what an idiot I am, um, and sent well, me this so that I could see it. So, you know, it, it has been controversial. DJ's always been very cool about it. Um, uh, Ahara was very complimentary well, as well. But it's sacrilege to many people. It is. Well, when I, I have to admit, I'm, it, it, it's just like I, there was. A, you had a picture though of at least where you don't get rid of the cup, the the cases though. You store them. No, in, I keep no. them. They're up in the attic. Yeah, I, yeah. I did. I have. I I get rid of the cases. <laughs> That's fine. Here's the funny thing. <laughs> here's I do. The, no, it's but yeah. but here's the thing. And it's like you know, Steve. Very, you know, DJ was nice about it, and Ara's nice about it. But it's like. Steve's people are getting mad, but this gets back into like the Star Wars thing we said earlier yeah, about yeah, people just, like Steve's not going to your home and replacing the cases with his sleeves. You do what not you yet. want and let him do what he wants. It's like it's it's you know, guess what? I don't know which pant leg he puts on in the morning, but it might be different than mine. It's a fifty fifty shot. But right, but, but if it you notice mean Steve, he's wrong. The, Steve the sleeve fairy coming into your uh yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I'm right there with you. No, there's a new new horror film coming soon from uh, Carl Ellsworth. Steve Sleeves. The Sleeve Fairy. Freddy Krueger. What I'm saying, hey, yours is, again, because you type. I mean, I, I just write hmm. the title neatly. I try to write neatly. Oh, yeah. anyway, so. He's too OCD for that. Yeah, hey, way too OCD. He's got label stickers. You. He's got everything. It's like, I mean, I, I, yeah. but Steve. And not, and not only that, I... Yeah, go on. To, Sorry, to, to, to show you, I don't know if I've had the opportunity to show you how our OCD is alike. I had to bring a set of plans to the town hall today, or yeah, up to the town today. 
and multiple sets of plans. So I had to go out buy the tubes because you can't just bring them. They'll take them anyway. I brought them in and I had, I bought, I got labels so that I could print out the labels, stick them on the tubes, print out on the plans, these blah, 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 blah. And I had to do every, you can't just write on there with a marker. Everything had to be. And they were like, Ooh, this is nice. I was like, nobody does this. I'm like, yeah, they do me. You just haven't met me. I know yet. someone that does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that was, that was kind of the, the, from the very beginning. I thought when I do, when I switch to this, sleeve based system i thought well i'm gonna to have to have labels and my writing's dreadful i'm a lawyer i'm like a doctor you know they, yeah. you can never read what they write so i thought no if i'm gonna do this i've got to do it properly but boy oh boy when i first moved and and then had to then do them um and you have to type out you know 1500 labels that was not much fun um so now just keeping on top of it, it's easy but back then boy oh boy oh. i spent months oh typing yeah. labels i bet it was, it was crazy <laughs> I mean, kind of did the same thing with my, when I did the Zipedi and I put everything onto the hard drive, you're doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. right? Cause I had to type out what I wanted it to say. Cause it just gives you the, but you know, DJ, the do you have name. now, do you have obviously the home theater? Do you have the designated library room? Uh, of um, I have, I have a rack of my 4Ks. All my Blu-rays have been since copied, put onto the hard drive oh, and all the Blu-rays wow. are put away. Huh. Uh, I actually broke out a box of them earlier because Kaleidoscape had their upgrade process. That was a few months ago, and you put it in, and you can get a break on the price and stuff. So I, I started doing that um, on anything that isn't like – because it will only work with a Blu-ray. It doesn't work with a 4K, but most 4Ks come with a Blu-ray anyways. So right, right. if I had a movie that isn't out on 4K yet but I wanted to get the price break on the Blu-ray, I'd have to get my Blu-ray copy. So um, – I don't have as extensive a library as Steve, but I have a mine's. I'm up to like 600 discs I've owned. Oh, oh. and then I only have four K discs, Steve. Or <laughs> no, I have probably about. It might be approaching I three to four hundred four Ks, four Ks, and yeah. then I switched you, you to, had to Kaleidoscape, Kaleidoscape for, a for years, yeah, a year and so, a half yeah. now. So, yeah. but I still yeah, buy. As I, Steve I, knows, I still buy. You know, just to compare, you know, I get streaming, yeah. I'll get the, the I mean, disc. Yeah, Deedle De De yeah. says he's got three or four hundred, but but half of those are bloodshot. <laughs> so that's <laughs> well. The other night, actually, I, uh, <laughs> no, I'll yeah. still get because um, uh, you know, I saw an example of just uh, kind of how I operate with with my purchases. I saw, oh, you know, uh, people have been talking up uh, the movie uh, Underwater with Kristen Stewart is a pretty decent. Mm, yes, yeah, that's and, good. And, I reviewed uh, that one. Did you? It's I, so I saw yeah. it. Okay, it's four ninety nine on iTunes. Um, it's four K. I think Dolby Vision, no Atmos. But then I saw seven point one though. I think oh, it is uh, seven point one mix. Yeah, but it, oh yes, it said but but it says Dolby Digital seven point one. So but the, so you go to the Blu Ray and I I ordered up the Blu Ray. It was twelve dollars. It was a great deal. But it has seven point one. Uh, DTS master audio. DTS yeah HD yeah, and that was yeah. my choice. That's what I picked. You know, it's like okay yeah. because. Chances yeah. are this was uh, still well. That was twenty twenty. So the the four K DIs or was it a two K DI? And it, it's like mm. it's, it's really it's, good. It's a, yeah. it's actually a solid creature. Yes, feature. 
It is. Yeah, it very is, much. It is. It's decent, isn't it? I think you really have you seen it now. Have you? Yes, I have. You watched yes. it. Yes, yeah. sure did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I thought it was. It, it, it's decent. I thought the, the creature design was a little bit suspect, but otherwise it was. A, it was a really tense, well done movie. Yeah, you know, like it's a my, my kind of thing. A, a, a contained underwater thriller. You know, it's uh, yeah. It, it, Abyss, yes. Leviathan, aliens. Yeah. You know all yeah. that yeah. type Rising. of thing. Yeah, but it's, it's also yeah. one of those things. That, but you look on. Uh, I guess I, I only rely on IMDb to tell me the tech specs of it, and it says that there is an Atmos. You know, they did mix it in yeah. Atmos. But so why the heck? You know, do they? Where are these choices? Is it is literally more expensive? I, I guess it must be right to to stick an Atmos track in, as opposed to a DTS seven point one. It must be pennies. I don't yeah, know. Well, we, oh, we, oh, we, I wish we knew. Yeah. We, we were only discussing this last week when we were yeah. talking about the film Sisu, which right. the, the Kaleidoscape has got Atmos. It, it was released in Atmos, designed to be seen in Atmos, and it's only got a true HD 5.1 mix. Now, that's an interesting one, because I don't know if you've got that. I, I, I got you, the 4K you have, from the Best Buy, the, or the, whatever the, the exclusive was. Hmm. It shows up, yes, it's yeah. 5.1, but I then the digital yeah. code does give me the 4K Atmos stream. The iTunes streams, crazy, isn't it? yeah. Well, so. that'll that'll be another one to have some fun with up mixing. I okay. mixed that to Dolby Surround, mm-hmm. and the opening where you get the planes come over yeah. just sounds incredible. I mean, it really does feel like they're overhead. Um, so that's worth playing around okay. with. That's why um, I I don't yeah. get hung up in the codex, and I I try to Do I you- try to like anybody that's like, oh, I wish I had it in this is like because. Our systems are so good at upmixing, and like we were talking before, there's a, I think there's a good chance that that's exactly what they're doing on their older titles anyways, right. just upmixing it. And then now because it's in an Atmos or DTSX container, we as the consumer get to see that light up on our board at home, but it, it's – you really don't – you don't need it to have a great experience. And okay. And again, like I, like, like I explained how like the, the codec works – all it's doing is, is you're taking a 5.1 or a 7.1 mix and you're allowing your system process that and utilize the speakers to get you the best experience you can have out of that. And that's, that's, that's all that they're doing anyway. So I think if you're using a Neural X or a Dolby surround up mix, you're, you're getting exactly what you would have probably got anyways. It's really good. If any, if any, there's yeah, a, I mean, my takeaway today is that I'm going to go, uh, I guess, mess around with uh, the up mixing or what I, I guess what I call it. I guess I would, was before today calling them, you know, filters or the filtering of, but maybe that's a, that's a kind of a not the mm. way to look at it. Yeah. That's uh, what the DSPs were really that where they yeah, put like yeah. your church mode and you did all yes, this. But this is yes. really a diff, this is adding the, it's actually adding the, the object base. M- processing to a current 5171 max that's all you're really doing that's what it's doing let me ask you because also I, I hear footsteps above too. I, I have you, to cut I know, out. Okay, but, but, now, oh. Carl, now you know how we go for two hours, three hours, four. Oh, hours. this is oh, I, this is if if this weren't happening, I'd be like, yeah, because uh, I have so many other uh, questions about the oh, uh, about amps uh, receivers. Uh, first, like, what are you guys running brand wise, and are we ever going to get? A standalone. I, well, again, now it's. I don't know how I think about this, but um, seven point one point four standalone receiver without the, oh, the yeah. extra needed power to I, drive. I talked about it. Sony's seven thousand that's out now. Their receiver. It's a thirteen channel receiver, fully capable, fully all amplifiers, no external. 
Um, I I believe I don't know the spe- I don't know the numbers. The I think Denon and Morantz have their version. Okay. I believe I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I know because I that was one of the things in the Sony room is they ran their receiver. That was the big thing. It's like this whole room is run off the receiver. Off the receiver. Thirteen channels, all thirteen channels. Okay. They were running. Yeah. So it, it's yes, they do have it. You can get it. Um, I mean, I was running in my room. I have eleven channels in my room right now. Yep. I, which was my Denon. I forget the the serial number on it or the whatever number, but I upgraded, I went to a processor, the Marantz uh, 7706, which has all external, I run all external Emotiva amps for that. But even, even at 11 channels, you know, 11 point, yeah, 11 full channels and then the, and then your uh, low frequency. So that, that's all self-contained there. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, you can run pretty much, I th- yeah, they have it. It's, okay. Wonder you know, it's, like, yeah, it's usually their flagships, you know. Right. I, I think the Sony one was a little over three grand, maybe thirty two hundred bucks for the whole, and you've got everything, okay, yeah, except the speakers. <laughs> right. Which I'm wondering, like, well, if, if, if one day I could probably put another couple of speakers up on the one, call it, you know, but yeah, you're, Steve, you're running what Yamaha, and that's all self contained, right? Yeah. You don't have external. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the A thirty seventy Avantage. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, it's getting on a bit. It's four years, five years old now. Actually, no, it's four years because it was a, it was the next model on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's all, yeah, it's all self-contained, but I mean, but bear in mind, it's a smaller room. But um, Steve, so are you running, a, uh, are you running, uh, what's your configuration for Atmos seven? It's 7.2.2. So, um, I think that's what we're calling it. DJ, is yep. that what yeah. we decided? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so obviously I've only got two Atmos speakers, yep. but same but directly okay. above the, they're, but they're in the ceiling. They, they, it's it. a converted garage. So it has a, so we've got two, two Atmos speakers and then, yep, 7.2 and then twin subwoofers, mm-hmm. one on the front right, one rear left. Okay. Um, okay. And, but it's only a, a single skin single car garage that was that was done so you know it's not a big room but it does mean that the beauty of that is i can make it move um yeah. when i need yeah. to because it's yeah, it's all nicely self-contained right right um so yeah but it i mean this is the, the cool thing about this again i see the time and i know you've got to go oh, but this is the cool thing about this 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 hobby every room is different everything is different and we are lucky and what i've can, learned is that's you know, okay and that's okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It, it's just yeah. enjoy what you have. It's like when, when SVS had me on, they asked me like, what's the most important component in your theater? And I'm like, you, it's, it's yeah, you, it. right? It doesn't right? matter. Nothing else yeah. matters because I have listeners with sound bars. I have listeners with five channels and don't even have a subwoofer. And you, but I mean, it, I know me growing up, I had like, the crappiest Frankenstein system, but I loved that just as much as I love this one. Say, oh, right. God, it's yeah, where you are and what right. you're enjoying. And like uh, the other thing is, like I said before, it's like you, if you see a flaw, that's what you work on. Don't worry about what you think you might be missing in your room. If you're enjoying it, enjoy it. And it's like, you know, don't, uh, there's so much to, to, to see and do. And it's like, 
like you said, if you want to clean up that center channel, we can work on that. And cause you do see that flaw and that'll be right, fun right. for you to experience like, Oh, cool. There is a different look at this. And it's like Lo- my se- same center channel, but I did yep. other things around the room. You know, that's fun to, to experience. No, I'm, I'm excited to do yeah. that. And again, but, uh, and again, yeah. well, this has been great guys. I want to say that's, uh, that yeah, lately my, my, my go to move has been the dial of density stream just to go to. And I, what I, uh, and I've done this forever, which is I, I say, uh, you know, I'm going to go clip some movies and that's what mm-hmm. I do at night. I go downstairs, I pick a scene or two or just flip around and, uh, and the dial of destiny has been the latest one where I just, I can't get enough of it. It's, um, cause look, I, it's, it, it was in my wheelhouse at eight years old when, you know, yeah. Indiana Jones, Ooh, yeah. but I tell you the guys, the, I can't stop what it was. It's the scene where he shows up in Morocco. And it's that, uh, that whole hotel scene where that shot where he's coming up the elevator for the first time in his avenue and they kind of arm around and he kind of just steps out. It's like, I, just that shot alone. It's, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. It's, um, well, Carl, uh, we've got to get, we've got to get this strike over. Yes. Get you back working so we can get you subwoofers. And it sounds like a kaleidoscape. It's <laughs> because yes, the way you love scenes and stuff. That's what I love about it. It's like, I, it's, I can just jump from scene to scene to oh. scene. I can create a scene and then just, just sit there and go, boom. And oh, wow. Killian Murphy. I haven't seen him since this movie. Well, Bang right into that movie. That's actually been fun too. That uh, I I couldn't be happier for him, uh, for Oppenheimer. I can't wait. And uh, and it's been exciting to see. It's like oh, the the method of uh, okay, I see why they did the red eye 4K finally, you know, because it's but but also people have been rediscovering that movie, which has been great, uh, and and Killian yeah. Murphy's performance in it. But uh, uh, but I but back to Kaleidoscape. I kind of know what it is, but is it is it a is that also a day and date? thing yet or no the theatrical no. theatrical no no it's it's a lot closer you get them earlier okay like when oppenheimer whenever it drops that's one we have no speculation on colitis there's nothing on kaleidoscape to pre-order that but like blue beetle i already pre-ordered it i don't know when mission impossible i just got the announcement it's coming like second okay. week of october okay. but i bought that months ago right Oppenheimer, we have no idea. I was just reading about that, but it's Nolan, like, he, uh, he negotiated, he, he has 90 days. day theatrical window and nothing like until bit, you know. So. Yeah. I thought he said a hundred. It he? was a hundred because yeah, they tried to get him to 90, but I think he said a hundred because Universal's typical is 45 and then it automatically, it's in their contract that their movies come out 45 days on what is it? You like their streaming platform. Oh, is Peacock it? or whatever. Peacock or something, yeah. whatever it is. It, it, that's in the contract, but because it's his movie, his contract supersedes their contract. So that we're probably speculating like November, we should be getting that. And then mm. I'm hoping that because once it lands there, Kaleidoscape gets it as well, which is the, you know, it's the physical version, better bit rate a lot of times in physical, but it's physical quality. Yeah. As it, a download. Well, also it seems like Universal mm. is their mo is it seems to be with with windows seems to to be more um uh, box office performance based uh, the, the example yeah. of the last voyage of the demeter it seems like if a movie comes out mm. doesn't do that well they somehow negotiate with theaters or something maybe a few years ago during yeah. the pandemic is my guess that hey we 
we can really put it out, you know, within 30. I mean, that came out inside of 30 days, it seemed, on, it could, uh, yeah. on iTunes. It could yeah, be it, in the contract uh, that once the numbers dip below yeah. a certain point, it's like, seriously, it's not selling. We're not going to hurt your sales. Right. Let us, let right. us get, get, get in on it while people are thinking of it and we'll get it out to the homes because nobody's leaving the home to see it. So let's right. see what we can do. So I'll bet you that's all in the contract, right? It, it makes sense. And, and they've got great thunder and lightning in that one. Too, so, yeah. So, but, yeah. What did you think of the film? I enjoyed by the way? It. I reviewed that a I couple of weeks very ago. Good. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. I, again, yeah. I, anything gothic, horror, atmospheric, thunder yes. and lightning, sign me up. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm such yeah. a sucker for that. Um, but, uh, if you're not yeah, seeing I, it, you're I, right. I, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's, well, that's the thing. Well, with Deej, we talk about Deej many times about how lucky we are with our systems, but aren't we lucky that we've got people like Carl writing movies that then oh, yeah. that play to our systems as well? Exactly. So, you know, oh, yeah. That's why I asked we're, them, we're like, are you imagining this? And it's like, when, when we have you back, we're going to have to pick your brain more because I have way more. Co- you picked our brain. I'm oh, like, no, no, no. I'm, this went completely the reverse of what I was expecting, right, Steve? I'm like, I got ideas. Yeah, 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 Steve's got ideas. I'm like, this was a blast. Well, absolutely. Like, no, I was like, can I come back, please? Um, oh, God, I, yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah. Um, yeah. One, thing, yeah. one thing about Red Eye was that uh, you know, in your question, I'm still thinking about like thinking about the audio, the, the mixes. And again, I, I wish I – I want to learn more about even how mixes are created at what points the, the editor and the sound people take over and how they work together. But uh, mm. like, uh, but also with red eye, well, there is some thunder and lightning in that one on the airplane. But what I was mm-hmm. very excited about is the, was the turbulence, the rumble of the turbulence, yeah. the, the plane yes. rocking. And, yeah. and so I guess it, there are points maybe in the writing where I, I do think about what it may sound like and hopefully hoping that that the sound designers uh, make it so in a way. Fun. It's uh, <laughs> you know it'd be fun. I, I mean, I don't know if we can do this. If we could get a sound engineer and yourself and be I, like, have you guys be able to? We can talk about because are they on that on their side? Are they like, ah, oh, crap? I got to mix another drama. Because they're all about the fun too. They want to put in right. fun noises. It's like, you know, when you're, when you're doing like some drama movie that's all dialogue heavy and it's like, okay, we're just going to make sure the dialogue sounds good. How hard is that to mix? As opposed to your writing and they go, I get to put in some thunder and lightning in the background because of the way the script's written. Right. I would, I, I would love, cause again, I, 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 you know, yeah, if you guys, uh, yes, let's get some sound people on. I would, let's grill them okay. next. Um, yeah. I'll make I a s- call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make some calls. <laughs> and, yeah, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll just, me yelling uh, out my front door, but other than that, I, like, yeah, nobody's I answered that. yet. There's one person I could maybe call to, and, and it would be, yeah, cause I, about a year ago at this and again you can tell though it's like it wasn't the setting to be asking her these questions um <laughs> but she's a post supervisor and she, she's oh. basically like a just the go-to she's great she's just the best there, there is and and uh she works with did she do no she does i think she worked with tarantino uh too. it's like and it's like she's the go-to person for that. I mean, it's a whole okay. other part of it facet of it but in, in oh. the meantime i would love to also just hear about uh yeah Oh gosh, and, yeah. and I'll, I'll tune oh, in well. the other days when I can. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we'll we'll get you back so we can pick your brain some oh, more yeah. on some fun stuff because yeah, I know okay. Steve's I, dying. I, uh, I, hundreds. Of I am sorry. I I hijacked the the no, show. No, here. No, 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 it's Takeover it's take Tuesday over or Tuesday whatever. Right? You took it over. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you, Carl. <laughs> so, guys, thanks so right. much for having me. I'll, 
pleasure. Now, don't hang uh, up. I know pleasure. you got to go, but okay. we're going to end the show. But don't hang up because I don't want to lose your recording. Okay. But, uh, yeah, everybody, he's going to go. Carl's going to go. Carl I got to go. Ellsworth, a lister in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, you know what you got to do? Go push play. What he said. This has been a Hey Fred production with theme music by Jeff Bernhardt and Throne Vault Productions.